Hello and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. (laughs) And on today's super scary, creepy episode, Halloween edition, uh, we've got a good one for you. Uh, We are reviewing uh, the, uh, what year was it? 99, I think. 1999 cult following cult classic Idle Hands. Um, We've got an update on one of the most famous uh, cold cases in history. Uh, In the news, in the junk mail segment, excuse me, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys and what they've been up to. Maybe the World Series. Um, Of course, we've got Mount Rushmore. Uh, We're going to talk about. our favorite horror movie franchises, and we're going to talk about the uh, maybe the top four or five things that just scare the ever-living crap out of us, uh, but a good episode today. Um, but before we get started, can I please ask you to rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts? Every, 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 uh, every review helps, every... Every rating helps, so if you could do that, please please do that. That would help us out. And you can follow us on Instagram, at mildandlazy on Instagram, or we do have a merch link up if you want to grab you some merch. Um, but let's get started with the show. So what have you been up to, bud? Well, first and foremost, since our time apart, we lost a real one. Yep, we lost pour one out. The greatest cat that ever lived, Eli Weisenheimer Jusenberg, passed away about two weeks ago. Age of, I don't know, 14 and a half cat years, or human years, whatever that is in cat years. He he lived a good life. But, I don't know, it was just unexpected and sudden and really bummed me out. Yeah, it's not, it hadn't been a good uh, a good time in this house for animals that like me because not only did Eli go, that we, or you, made a... Made a executive fam- familial decision to get rid of the uh, the pup. I didn't make that decision. That was, okay, so that I was know. A, a pregnant woman's decision that I couldn't argue. So Dolly the pup is gone as well. She just had a lot of puppy she, energy. She got rehomed. Uh, some lady that Claire knows that lives out by the lake with like land that backs up right to the lake and kids, and she stays at home and works. So they can just give her more time and attention than we could and. I don't know. Claire was just like, I don't think it's going to work with the baby coming and with all the other animals. And I don't think she really liked Dolly that much. I really yeah. did. That dog, that dog, that was a good dog. Yeah, it's just a bad week for dogs who like me because, as I've stated on the, sh- on the show previously, is, uh, Jolene and Hank, they don't like me. I Jolene, like, I don't think they like me that much. Jolene either. played possum last time I was or one of the last times I was here and let me pet her, and then she turned around and bit me. So you got my eye on you over there. Well, they got fleas in now that sucks um it's a bad week for for my pets actually or a bad yeah. month ever since you promised that la- that new up that new episode you just cursed my family <laughs> yeah okay we get down to the root of it. it's my fault it's all your fault you <laughs> okay. killed eli all right jesus that was don't my put that best on cat friend don't put that on me well uh, no nah, eli was a good one and he'll be missed well luckily my sister-in-law is like that cat lady mm-hmm. who always has you know new kittens and she thinks she has one for us. It's like, I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a calico, whatever. I don't know. I can't tell cats apart. I can't so either. I it's it's not a solid cat. So it's like, you know, it has like a little spots on it. And she said it's the most laid back, most, you know, fam- or family friendly, like easygoing, which just kind of just describes Eli, but with, uh, but a female. So 
Eventually we'll get that cat, but I just wanted to put that out for there for Eli. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace, Eli. Right, uh, anything well, happy or no? Just more that? bad news. Uh, Claire's got to close her shop. Oh man, she's closing the shop up because she's having the baby, and that fucking baby's gonna ruin everything. <laughs> no, it just makes more sense because she wouldn't have like she's like the epitome of a small business, so she's the only employer. You know, she's the owner and the only employee, so. With it being closed for like four months and having to pay all the rent and everything else, we'd be out like ten thousand dollars if we didn't. Right. Know, if we stayed yeah. closed for four months. So I was like, "Well, you can just pocket that, or you know, cut your losses, take what you already have in the bank, save it, um, and she can just work from home." So she's doing all kinds of projects. She's doing all kinds of custom work, and she she already found somewhere to like uh, another small business that will let her like use space for free for parties and classes. Oh, so, cool! Because that's well, that's good. That's how she. Yeah, that's what's killing her. She's like, I want to have a storefront so I can host parties and classes. And if this one comes through, she'll do it for free, and she'll still do a bunch of custom work and make custom jewelry and just you know custom everything and just work from home. There you go. Make sound, more money. Sounds like win win. It's a win win. It was a tough decision. I know it was hard for her because she's had that business for like ten years. And well, yeah. And when you start something that you know you that's your baby, you pour yeah. you pour everything into it. So. Yeah, but. I mean, I was on the side that it doesn't make sense to keep the business if we're just going to, like, you know, lose $10,000 in four months. Yeah. No, so, that, that's... And it, it, you know, it finally clicked with her, and I was like, and then after that point, you're just going to have to go back to work in this big hole, give your ba- give our baby, you know, to whoever, a daycare or one of our parents, and this way she can just stay home with the kid and just work from the house. I was like, I wish I had that opportunity. Just no, for sure. Stay home with the kid and... And work and actually make money while my man went out and made money and provided. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense, but you know, at the same time, it's a bummer. It's you know, a kind bummer. of end of an era type deal. Yeah, she already posted all about it, but as you can see, like she's got stuff right here on this table. Like she's she just finished a big project. She's got all these other projects lined up, and it's gonna work out. Good, good. But you know, and got my birthday coming up, so tonight basically kicks off like my little vacation. So tomorrow we're going to my parents for like. Cause I don't, I don't want to have like a big, you know, big birthday thing. So I was like, let's just have both sides family. Cause we have small families. It'll be like 10 of us there. Have it at my sister's house. Um, just get it out of the way. So then we can come home yeah. for Halloween with Ellie. Um, watch the Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Settle in. Yep. And then tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Monday, we're going to a place called LaRue, Texas, where they have like these little cabins set up that are like tiny homes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a small kitchen with like a mini fridge and a stove. And then, like, basically, like, beds, like a queen bed with it aloft on top. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just as basic as you can get. Cool. But it has, like, one wall is just, like, a giant window with, like, a curtain you can open I and close. I think I've seen some, some stuff it's called, like that. Yeah, it's called Getaway Dallas. And yeah. they have them all around in every major, not every major city, but that's their idea. Is like, it's a getaway from the city to just go out to the country. Right. And um, then we'll be back for Wednesday's my actual birthday. And when that's when they have that throwback cinema. At uh, yeah. Showbiz, mm-hmm. and they're yep. showing The Shining. Oh, cool. So we got two tickets for that. Sweet, then, man. Yeah, I don't go back to work till Friday, so I'm just stoked to be here. Like, not a care in the world. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, I didn't know if I'd see you before your birth- actual birthday, so I brought you, you know, a few gifts tonight. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't, I didn't want, I wanted you to open it on, you know, on the recording, but like I said, my gift-giving skills pale in comparison to yours so you did good man got one of my favorite books got me a cool t-shirt some cards all right all right cool um everything i like yeah nothing nothing going on with me um 
we went out to see my sister a couple weeks ago. We went out to Eastland. So that's always a nice little getaway. Um, it's a small town, like right on the way to Abilene on 20. I'm going to have to go out there sometime. It's it's just quiet. It's small town. Uh, like we went out Friday night and saw uh, and watched their high school play. And their, their stadium's like right in the center of town. That's cool. It's like grass. You know, it's not turf. It's grass. It's just. You know, I guess like football, in my opinion, like in its purest form. Small, you know, not a huge – the kids aren't – you know, there's not 100 kids out there. You know, most kids play both sides of the ball. It's just – it was really cool to go see a, a little 3A, 3A game, you know. The way you describe it, it sounds like a great time to go out for a Friday night football game. Yeah, and they had um, they had a guy with a like a big, you know, pit, barbecue pit on wheels, so you had to smell the barbecue in the air. Uh, you know, the band was playing, so it was cool. And then my nephew played uh, flag football the next morning, and that's always fun to see the little guys out there running around like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> and they've got uh, they've got this one restaurant that we always like to go to. It's called May's Meat Market, and they sell – they butcher their own cows, and they have – you know, you can buy – you can buy meat, you know, steaks, ground beef, whatever, right there out of the case, and they have a kitchen. It's just like home cooking. Nice. And it's all fresh. It's all good. But it's just it's a it's just a nice little getaway. It's two hours away, so you're not too far out. But it's a nice little getaway. It's it's much slower than it's hard to imagine. Walks at you being fast paced, but Even it's slower. It's slower out yeah. there. You know, about three thousand people. Um, if you do go out there, they do have an historic hotel like that's downtown. Um, it's been there since I don't know the twenties, and they rent out rooms and they're super nice, super clean. My sister knows the people who own it. The rooms are, like, really, really nice. Um, well, if it's haunted, Claire would be interested. I'm sure it's got some stories. Um, I, don't, I don't know why she wants to stay in some fucking haunted place, but she's <laughs> determined. Uh, but, yeah, nothing else other than that. Just work and, yeah, I'm pretty boring. I'm extremely boring. You know, the schedule caught up with us again, as it usually does, um, between kids getting sick or us getting sick. That's why you should make promises, man. Yeah, like, as soon as you did that, I was just yep. shaking my head and be like, that's yep. not going to happen. Nope. Uh, and we do apologize if we... Because I can kind of hear it in my headphones. If, you, if the audio is just a little weird, we're in a different room tonight. Um, we're in the dining room, so... And we got two Chewinis walking around. Yeah, I got two dogs kind of click-clacking their nails on the floor. Um, but yeah, so if y'all if y'all hear something, just please, you know, bear with us for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with a whole new episode. <laughs> so it's Don't okay. We'll it. make up for it. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, let's move on. Two junk mail. And I have the one and only story. Um, are you familiar with the Zodiac Killer? Yes, I have heard of him. Okay. Um, it has long been one of the longest running cold cases, biggest mysteries. It's kind of the holy grail when it comes to yeah, serial say, killer lore. Like other than Jack the Ripper, there's yeah. not many like unsolved serial killers yeah. bigger than um, that. Well, he's been ID'd after, I don't know, he started terrorizing late San Francisco 60s. in the late 60s. Yeah, um, 50 years. Let me read a short little passage uh, from the article, and then uh, I've got some audio. Um, this is from Fox News. Uh, a team of specialists who investigate cold cases says it has identified the Zodiac Killer, one of America's most prolific serial murderers who terrorized communities in the San Francisco area in the late 1960s with a series of brutal slayings and unsolvable riddles. 
The Case Breakers, a team of more than 40 law enforcement investigators, journalists, military intelligence officers, has tackled other mysteries such as the D.B. Cooper hijacking heist, the disappearance of former labor union boss Jimmy Hoffa, and other unsolved cases. The group believes the killer is responsible for slaying hundreds of miles away that the group believes the killer is responsible for a slaying of hundreds for a slaying hundreds of miles away that was never linked to him. The Zodiac killer has been connected to five murders that occurred in 1968 and 69 in the San Francisco area. Unlike, uh, let me see. Unlike most ser- serial killers, the Zodiac taunted authorities with complex ciphers and letters sent to newspapers and law enforcement. The slings have spawned books, movies, and documentaries in the years since, and the amateur professional sleuths have poured over the case in an effort to unmask the killer. In the decades since the first murder, many potential suspects have, inv- have been investigated. The case breakers is now saying that it, it has identified the Zodiac killer as Gary Francis Post, who passed away in 2018. The team's years of digging uncovered new forensic evidence and photos from Post's, Post's dark room. One image features scars on the forehead of Post that match scars on a sketch of the Zodiac, the team said. So, yeah. After all this, it's just a dude named Gary. Fucking Gary. That's the most disappointing part. I was hoping it'd be like some... Awesome name. I don't know. Something very mysterious and ominous. And no, it's just Gary, who probably just, was like a maintenance man. Yeah, he was probably like a... So, does it say like, what the fuck happened? Because that guy was so prolific for a period of time. And then, did you say when he died? 2018, yeah. yeah they so just missed him. Just missed him, but like, was he active for the last 45 years? I don't know. Years? Let, me, let me play this audio. Let me see if I, can, if I can do this correctly. Um, Let me play this and let's see what they say. And now. Thank you, Harris. Question, has the Zodiac Killer finally been unmasked? Eric Sean has more on that from our New York City newsroom. A lot of history, Eric. What do we know? Yeah, it is, Bill. Is it, one of the, it is one of the most haunting unsolved cold cases, the infamous Zodiac Killer. Well, the Zodiac terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area in the late 1960s, believed responsible for at least seven murders between 1968 and 69. Zodiac claimed 37 killings. The Zodiac taunted authorities for years by mailing boasting confession letters and chilling cryptograms to newspapers with this notorious Zodiac symbol. The public speculation has linked nearly a dozen possible suspects, but the nonprofit group thecasebreakers.org says the Zodiac was a man named Gary Francis Post from Northern California, an Air Force radar technician who died in 2018 at 80 years old. Casebreakers head Tom Colbert, who ID'd hijacker D.B. Cooper, says he's confident they've nailed the Zodiac. My FBI guys say it's irrefutable, it's a match. We also have six people that he's confessed to that he was the Zodiac, three of them on our court affidavits. So we strongly feel that. And then of course, one of the murder scenes in Riverside, we have counted six different similarities to the Zodiac at the murder scene. Now Colbert says Post and the Zodiac shared unique scars from a car crash as well as other traits. One man who says he knew Post told the case breakers it makes sense. He had a great side. Um, he just didn't have a conscience. He could kill indiscriminately and, you know, it's like one of those letters, I think they called him the, the most dangerous animal. And I mean, you know, he's pretty much proven that over the years. Uh, you know, he couldn't even stop after he moved up here. Colbert wants the Riverside Police Department in California to test DNA. They have not responded to our request for comment. Bill? 
Well, who the okay. fuck was that guy? That guy seemed to know him personally and knew he was yeah, a cold-blooded killer. They just said that, And he know, confessed to all those people. Confessed. What the fuck? I'd like to know, like, because you know the FBI had, like, a profile like a profile on them, like, the behavioral unit? Yeah, yeah. And I, now that they know who it is, or presumably, and they could compare, I want to see, like, how close they were. Because I would bet they would have had, like, some kind of military. Because mm. he was a smart guy. So, like, what did they say? Like, an Air Force maintenance or mechanic or something? Yeah, it was, like, aviation. <clears throat> so he had been a smart guy and probably, like, you know, really structured, kind of like how military is. So yeah. I bet their profile was pretty spot on and you know he's probably on a short list somewhere so uh it says other clues include deciphering letters sent by the zodiac that revealed him as the killer said jen buckholtz a former army counterintelligence agents who works on cold cases in one note the letters of post's full name were removed to reveal an alternate message she told fox news quote so you've got to know gary's full name in order to decipher these anagrams buckholtz said i just don't think there's any other way anybody would have figured it out the team, team believes Post also killed Sherry Joe Bates on October 31st, 1966 in Riverside, California, hundreds of miles south from the San Francisco area and two years before the first killing linked to the Zodiac occurred. Bates, 18, was found uh, dead in an alleyway on the Riverside City College campus after her father phoned to uh, police to report her missing. The following year, the authorities received a handwritten letter that led investigators to believe the killing may be linked to the Zodiac killer. In 2016, investigators received an anonymous typed letter from someone who admitted to writing to writing the earlier note and said it was a sick joke. Um, this is a really long article. Uh, I'm glad you're reading it. But yeah, I know how that goes with me. <laughs> yeah, it's some dude named Gary, and um, so disappointed in you, Gary. Yeah, it's, at least change your name to something cool. It's right crazy, before man. you die. Um, I wonder if he just like relocated and just kind of kept moving and kept the killing. Here you go. A California woman who lived next door to Post and his wife told what? Fox News she believes he's a Zodiac killer after seeing the evidence collected so far. Gwen, who declined to give her last name, said Post and his wife babysat her as a child in the 1970s and 80s, and he would teach her how to shoot firearms several times a week, but was also controlling and abusive towards his wife. She said... She declined to elaborate further. Post also became somewhat of a father figure to her son's friend, she said. Uh, quote, he lived a double life, she said. Uh, as an adult, I'm thinking back, and it all kind of makes sense now. Um, at the time, when I was a teenager, I didn't put two and two together until I got older. It hit me full-blown that Gary's a Zodiac. You know there's a reward, too. I would have flipped in a second, even if it feels like my dad, and I'd be like, oh, how much? For information on the Zodiac? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a yeah, Zodiac I could, killer. I could pay off he's 80 years old. Yeah, he lived a good life. Fucking give me that money. Sorry, Dad. Uh, Hans Smits told Fox News he'd spent 10 years Hans hiding. Smith. <laughs> Sounds like a friend of Mint's. <laughs> Nobody has contacts. Uh, Troy. Uh, Hans Smits told Fox News he spent 10 years hiding as a whistleblower who said he escaped a criminal, quote-unquote, posse headed by Post. The man who the casebreakers only refer to as Will told Smits the posse roamed California's High Sierra region and that he was groomed into a killing machine. In addition, Will said that he witnessed Post bearing murder weapons in the woods, Smith said. Seems like a lot of people knew this. This guy was a Zodiac and they yeah. just didn't say anything. Yep. That's the weirdest and they've part. Got, they've got pictures of a sketch of the Zodiac and then uh, side by side. Scale to one to ten, how hot is he? Uh, back in the day, yeah. Was that like a six, seven? Probably six. Sherry Joe Bates, on the other hand, was a solid nine. Oof. Who's that? 
that was the one that was he was linked to years before. Oh, damn, that's a murder victim. It was a murder victim. Oh. She's still a solid nine. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Solid 50 nine, years though. Ago. <laughs> I was thinking that was like, I don't know, I guess his wife. No, doesn't show his wife. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, damn, I can't believe they found this Zodiac. And it was I know, Gary man. all along. Fucking Gary. Should have known. Should have known. Never trust a Gary, guys. Well, think you about it here think first. about the Green River Killer. That was Gary, Gary Ridgeway. Yeah, think about SpongeBob's little pet, Gary. Gary. Yep, that's about the only Garys I know. <laughs> I went to school with a Gary. Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman. Well, shout out Gary if you're listening. I'm pretty sure his dad's name was Gary too. So that's four. Gary, Gary. You know what? Those are the only two Garys I trust now. What was? Well, like with like BTK it makes sense. Dennis, Dennis Raider. Dennis is a serial killer name. Dennis is. Dennis is definitely a serial <laughs> killer know that. name. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so shout out to the, uh, what are they called, the case breakers. Out yeah, there they doing... said they solved D.B. Cooper, too. Yeah. And then they know where Jimmy Hoffa is. That's what they claim. Damn, they've been getting busy. And it's a team of more than 40 law enforcement investigators, journalists, and military military intelligence officers. So, officers, so I Good mean, for them. they're doing God's work. Um, or they're just full of shit. I don't know. Yeah, who knows. Uh, okay, so with that, let's move on to our Mount Rushmore segment. And like I mentioned, we are going over our horror franchises and our Mount Rushmore of uh, the, just the things that scare the shit out of you. So I'm going to let you lead it off. You go first with the movie franchises. All right. I got the OG here with 13 movies talking Halloween. Okay. That's on mine. First one was 78. Then they really busted them out. 81, 82, 88, 89, 95, 98, 2002, 7, 9, 18, 20, and then the newest one's going to be called Halloween Ends. It's coming out in 2022. I got here. They collectively made over $640 million worldwide. Ranks them number one in the horror movie franchise. So they just came out with another one, right? Halloween Kills. Okay. And this is all of the uh, David Gordon Green, like his little trilogy. Because Rob Zombie made it before him. You know, it's kind of been like John Carpenter only made the first one. And then like next six were just whoever. And then... Rob Zombie and then David Gordon Green and I got on here Danny McBride is actually the co-writer for the last three, including the upcoming. He's wow. a he's a co uh, screenwriter. Wow, cool. It is pretty cool. Um, I may I may steal one of yours. I don't know. Scream. Scream. We've covered Scream one on here and Scream two, I believe. I think we did the trilogy and we skipped four because like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, new yeah. characters became yeah. you know um, new generation. I mean, Ghostface is kind of like a cultural like phenomenon now like now on on call of duty Warzone, like they release Ghostface as like a skin you can a playable character in the game does he get a gun or is it just a knife it's a gun oh. and you shouldn't do that motion i shouldn't i'm not no. jacking off like at, jacking at off a 90 air. degree angle that's a downward stab motion that's no that's <laughs> that's different uh but yeah they so he's kind of in uh he they made him like the main character in like the uh what was it, scary movie scary movie franchise. Yep. Um they had so, a TV yeah. show on uh, MTV, MTV and there's yep. a new one coming out next year. Oh cool, cool. In twenty twenty two, yep. So Scream that was always one of my favorites. What's your number two? Number two, I got the Alien franchise. Nice. Yeah. That one didn't even dawn on me. Dude, it's so good. They got 79, 86, 92, 97, and then the prequels were 2012 and 2017. I put on here I'm not including the Alien versus Predator movies because mm-hmm. those are just hot shit. Um, 
and it just spawned, you know, multiple video games, novels, comics. It had a web series, and somebody even wrote a play about it. Wow. And my favorite, Aliens 2. Okay. Or Aliens, the deuce. The deuce? Yeah, that's what I, I, I shouldn't have said that. That sounds stupid. <laughs> it's Aliens. No, it'll forever be <laughs> Aliens, the deuce. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Aliens is my favorite. Uh, all right, so uh, we you took my set, or you mentioned my second one, Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th. Yep. Freddy Krueger dog. Yep. Um, that's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, dog. That's don't not, fall that's, asleep. That's, that's Jason Voorhees, dog. Freddy Krueger's Nightmare. Oh, on Nightmare Street. on Elm Street. Close enough. Well, I Damn had that too, and I had they made twelve of them, dude. And they really busted them out. 80, 81, 82, 84, 85, 86, 88, 89, and then you know a couple more after that. Um, they combined for six hundred four hundred sixty eight million, which was the highest until the latest Halloween came out. And I found out that they had a TV series from 87 to 1990. Wow. So they, during the 80s, I mean, they just tried everything to bleed that franchise dry. Mm. You know, if you got a cash cow, just milk it. Milk oh, they it still are. I'm sure they'll make a new one soon. Yeah, and I see T-shirts being made now. It says Camp Crystal Lake or whatever on it. So yeah, they're still all these making have, money. All these have, like, their own merchandise line. Yeah. Um, what... Uh, See, that was on your list. Why don't you go ahead and give your last one? My last one is the, um, I just put the Dead franchise. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, like yeah. Night of the Dead, yeah. and then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, uh, Land of the Dead, Dire. I, I've seen Dire of the Dead, but then the last one was Survival of the Dead in 2009. That one I didn't see and probably won't. Is that um, the one with, isn't there one with like Dave Bautista? Or? He was in that one with um, that newest one on Netflix that Zack Snyder made. Yep. It's yeah, like a hotel, that's what I'm or, thinking. Um, heist in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just put how they were all George A. Romero. He wrote and directed them all. Um, also have that the remake from 1990 was one of my favorites. That that was probably like the scariest movie to me growing up. The 1990 remake. Something about it, I don't know. I just I watched that movie with Cody Wilson when I was too young and just like <laughs> forever scared me. In that vein. Um, was the one 28 days and 28 weeks. 28 days later and 28 weeks. That yeah. one was. That one was scary. Um, my last one is the Purge series. Yep. Um, you know, maybe it would be good to have a night where we could just take some aggression out. This is coming from the guy that wished we had uh, a plague, like an, a virus outbreak a couple years ago. Okay. And now he wants to purge. Some things shouldn't be said on air that are mentioned off air, okay? Nobody needs to know that. Nobody needs to know what's swirling around up here. Um yeah, The Purge, they're decent, you know, they're decent enough. I like those movies. That was on my honorable mention, so. All right, you got, I've got an honorable mention off the top of the dome, too, so. Go for it. It's not a movie series uh, or a movie franchise, but it is a TV series, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Walking Dead. I think they're on. I think they're going to make movies, aren't they? Did yeah, they're supposed that? to make like three. Tri- like they're supposed to make three about Rick Grimes because he got killed off, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, quote, quote killed off the show. Um, they're on their final season. I've got to catch up. I haven't seen since season 10. They're on season 11. But, um, yeah, I've got all the comic books, all the compendiums. So I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I know a lot of people. And it was really hard. The The series took a dive in, like, series, season six, like second half of season six to probably nine. Damn, that's a long dive. That's when the character Negan came in, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and – did he was he the problem or was it he the, like, wasn't the, the problem? The writing was the yeah. problem. How they 
wrote Negan was a problem. Cause and when ne- you when you have the comic books to go by, you know, you think you just stick to. I've got a Bible in front of them, yeah. and the writing was horrendous. The showrunner was horrendous. That sucks. So, um, but yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan's awesome, but like Negan in the comics was great. Did and he then, have like a tiger? Comics, or is that in the movie too, or the show? It's in the show. King, oh, it is. King Ezekiel had a tiger. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there is a tiger in the world, and yeah, it does show up in the show. Nice. Um, yeah, Shiva. I really have to get caught up on that. Yeah, so you've got to sludge through like six and a half to probably nine, the beginning of nine. Um, so two and a half seasons, but maybe it plays differently when you're binging it. And you don't have to wait a week, and you have a week Just to think over it, yeah. about how bad that episode was. And maybe when you're watching it all and you know concurrently, maybe it, it it's better. But yeah, it was hard to defend that show for a while. But they they turned things around, and nine and ten was really good. And so I'm expecting big things from eleven. So um, that was my honorable mention. Well, I'm just going to give this last nut, n- nugget because I wrote a lot of stuff down for for this, and I feel like a nerd. But the Purge that we mentioned, mm-hmm. this was just impressive. The collective gross between all those movies is $450 million, and the combined production budget was only $53 million. So Dead they gum. make all kinds of. That's why they're. That's why they're going to keep cranking them out. Yeah, they can make them for probably twenty, and then they each make you know over a hundred. So kind of like the Fast and Furious franchise. Those things cost a lot. I'm about make. to say, but the their budget is probably their like, budget's a lot. But then it makes you it know makes a lot. hundreds of millions more. Yeah. So when you have just something like that, and I also have the numbers for Scream, if you want to know. Yep. Six hundred eight million at the box office versus a combined one hundred eighteen million dollar budget. So I just wrote a lot of stuff down before you came over, and I want to get that. That's out. a good ROI right there. Take it. What does that mean? Return on investment. Oh yes, it is. Return Especially on the purge. Yep. Those are great margins. I learned <laughs> the that margins from are good. <laughs> margins are good. <laughs> Act like I know what I'm talking about. All right, uh, you, you get any more? Or you want to move on to? That's it. Okay, so let's get on to our second half um, of this Halloween edition of Mount Rushmore. Uh, the things that just absolutely terrify you. Um, mm-hmm. My first one, and I'll go first. Bridges that, like, anytime I'm going under a bridge, I think, like, that's a split second that it's going to fall. I do that, too, man. I that it's it. going to fall in on me, or they're going to collapse when I'm going over. Especially when sometimes there'll be a train just stopped yeah. on that rig, especially if you're going, like, towards the highway. Pa- to, to the, on uh, Business 287? Yeah, past yeah. The, new, uh, the old bowling alley. Mm-hmm. There's one that's always fucking just stopped there. Yep. And I'll just, like, I'll, I'll get some space in between me and the car. <laughs> so I can just gun it. Yeah, just, like, hit the gas yeah. and cut through it. Yeah, so. That's a good one. Or, or. Bridges, you know, especially like over lakes and stuff, like just collapsing and me just falling into the. I remember water. when that happened in Minnesota. Yeah, that mm-hmm. bridge collapsed. It was, and a, it was on a few it was dozen on people. Thirty-five, because thirty-five runs from Minnesota down down Damn. to here. Um. So, what's your first one? Airplanes, yeah. fucking airplanes. That's well known. Yeah, I just put on here. Where is Malaysian Flight three seventy? Does anybody know? We should cover that. Yeah, we, we should. should cover that, dude. We should get the. Crime Stoppers 40 or whatever to <laughs> solve that fucking mystery. Crime Busters 4000. Crime Busters, whatever their name is. Because that thing disappeared over the ocean and no one knows where it is. Yeah, I just don't want to get on an airplane, man. People are like, you know, they. my brother-in-law and stuff wants me to go somewhere. And I'm like, we can we can drive there. Take the scenic route. They used to scare me. Um, and then I took a flight to Europe and that cured it. I mean, when you're stuck on a plane go, for... See, I couldn't go over the water. Yeah, when you're stuck on a plane... Part. For twelve hours, I mean, what do you? You just got to get over it. Have a panic attack at ten thousand. Actually, feet. it was okay because I was reading a book on nine eleven. 
That's ironic. Yeah, yeah. I got some looks. Um, <laughs> I got he got the looks. one Muslim guy giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> He's like recruitment video. Um, but no, it, it's not bad. Uh, we went to Vegas a couple years back, and we just got loaded in the... Uh, that's what everyone says. I was like, then I'll be the belligerent drunk guy, like telling you everything's gonna that we're gonna crash. You'll end up on the news putting a fucking flight attendant in a headlock. <laughs> it wasn't and bad. She's like the sweetest old yeah. lady, and it's her last flight before yeah. she retires. No, yeah, and we kept life. drinking on the plane. It wasn't bad, and got in Vegas, it was toasty. So it was good. All I good. don't know. Maybe one day, but now that I got kids, eh, it wasn't bad. All right, my next one, and uh, you kind of alluded to it in the last uh, Mount Rushmore. Any di- like disease, epidemic, pandemic. Because yeah. like my the most terrifying movie I've ever seen is Contagion. You know where you've kind of lived through it a little bit. Kind of not to that extreme. Yeah, not with a the survival rate would have been much lower in your scenario. Yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna do if an incur- you know incurable disease? Just everything just shuts down. Starts taking over. You know where I've already listened to an interview where they said we're losing the war. Like on, on antibiotics, like the antibiotics that we're making is like, like humans are losing. Yeah, individually, like yes, oh, like, that's not good. The antibiotics they're making can't keep up with the diseases that keep popping up. That's why I got to drink those emergency powders. Yeah, just drink emergency. Hey, You'll be buddy, good. I got ten, your, I got like orange citrus flavor. And it's take not your bad. Flintstone vitamins. Exactly. That's all I can do. But yeah, any kind of just worldwide disease, epidemic, pandemic type yeah, situation. I'll hop on that because that was actually one of mine. I put the collapse of like the economy slash democracy mm-hmm. where society just collapses on itself. And I've heard this thing. Um, it's called like it's called like nine missed meals away from anarchy. Have you heard that theory? Mm-mm. That like society as a whole is basically just nine missed meals away from collapsing. Meaning, you know, like three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And if everybody misses those, like, you know, like food supplies stop. And after three days, like everyone's just going to like, it would basically end everything because everyone would start like being more reclusive or like shutting down and no one's going to trust anybody because once food is scarce, everything becomes scarce and everyone becomes like hostile. So yeah, it's just like if you, t- if you took away someone's food for three days and like how society would react to that would just be Well, not only anarchy. would they be untrusting, reclusive, people get desperate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, then neighbors they become breaking into houses and, you ruthless. know, starting to loot loot your neighbor and then, you know, neighbor's got a gun, he shoots you or, you know, it's just what, what would happen if everything just broke down like that. And they kind of cover it in Walking Dead. I mean, after a while they learn how to deal with zombies. But then people become the people. like the biggest threat, you know. Absolutely, and that's that's ju- and there's a good podcast for you. You probably and I think I you probably you may listen to it. I know I referred uh, referred it to you, but it's called "It Could Happen Here." Oh, I've listened to that whole one. Yeah. So he had a series where he breaks down the fall of the U.S. Civil War, all that, and then if you get on his feed recently, he put out like a thirty part. Uh, fictional, like, oh, after novel. the revolution, yeah, I started that, yeah, yeah. So, and for, oh, I remember and, it actually gave set, me such bad anxiety, I couldn't listen and to it's it. It's set here in Dallas because the dude he's is from, from, yeah, he's from here, and he the fictional story takes place in Dallas. He mentioned Dallas, Plano, mm-hmm. all the surrounding areas, but uh, uh seriously, but that covers like it. A bad anxiety attack that day when I was listening to it because it just started getting too real, yeah. So, um, that's a that's a really good that's one, a good one, that's something that would literally affect everyone, and yep. As I'm saying, it'd almost be like every man for himself or every family for himself at that point. You yeah. know, it'd be like, you really can't trust anyone. I'd have to kill Matt, you know, unfortunately. Uh, next one for me, I put the vast 
open ocean, just being at lost out at sea. And I know these are things that really are going to happen, but if I'm like somehow on an airplane and it goes down and I'm stuck in the ocean and you're just like floating or just like getting lost out at sea or getting pulled out at sea. And so, just like, you know, no planes, nope. no cruises. I'll take a cruise. I'd rather take a cruise than like, you know, a speedboat out to the middle of the ocean. Cruise or a cruise ship would have like, what are they called? Dinghies. Is that what they're called? No, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that sounds right. The lifeboat, yeah, a lifeboat, and there'd be enough people. Like, I think I would be okay. Cruise ships would be okay. I've talked to Claire about that. We can take a cruise ship. We're not going to fly down to the cruise ship. We'll have to drive. But I, mean, I think it's like if you, you were just out of Galveston, you'd love it, dude. It's. I, I think we are awesome. going next summer. We're going back. But it's like if just think like I don't know if we were like on a you and a couple of buds and y'all just went out to the middle of the ocean and. Something happened and like the motor blew up and y'all were running out of food and then like I don't know you're just like drifting out in the ocean it's like hopelessness you know there's like a one in a million chance someone's gonna find you or that you know someone's gonna cross you on another boat and it's just like that helplessness and that vast ocean. So you couldn't run cocaine in the eighties from Cuba to Miami. I mean, every man's got his price. <laughs> uh, all right, and this I, is- if I were gonna run cocaine hypothetically. I would do it across the ocean rather than flying. Yes, true. I'd yeah. be I'd be all about that Miami life. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is probably a really sad reality of our society, but mine's a mass shooter situation. Ah, fuck. You know, like especially that could be like at a grocery store. Yeah, or something. So t- I'm always positioning myself. I don't know why, but I've always got to have my back to the wall, like when we're in a restaurant or... That's why it takes you forever to shop. You're just yeah, yeah. along just with like your back. <laughs> across the meat case. You're making Landry cheese. go around the corners yeah. first. Yeah. Just <laughs> using Pushing them as a shield. <laughs> um, but no, like I've got to have my... Where I can see um, the door or like I want to know where the exits are. Like I'm probably overreacting, but I don't know. Like I've always got to do that. Not like, really, not now. Like I got to know like, okay, what if something happens? I know I got a door here or a window here or whatever. And today we were at, tonight we're at Target and all the lights went out. Really? Dude, for five seconds, but everything went dark. And people I was like, lose their shit? Dude, yeah. I could imagine, even five seconds of darkness, people yeah. would act a fool. Landry, he does not like the dark. He was not about it. Especially when he thinks he's just right next to you. And he was kind of not away from me, but he was more than an arm's length. So I kind of didn't know where he was for half a second. We were watching our friend's three-month-old. So I had him in a stroller. So I had, I don't know, like in an instant, like so many thoughts ran through my head. And we were at the back of the store. I'm like, anyway. Yeah, so mass shooter situation is probably, it's it's up there. It's a sad but true like reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did you have one more? I had two more. Okay. Hippopotamuses. Hippos. Hippos are fucking terrifying, dude. Couple facts. They are the world's largest land mammal killer. Second only to us. Yeah. Uh, they kill about 500 people per year. Yeah, they'll put you in a... They'll make you take a dirt nap real quick, huh? Yeah, dude. They can crush they're you bad with dudes. their jaws. They're, they're bad They're dudes. badass. Yeah. Exactly. Claire always makes fun of me when I said, I'm never going to get fucked around... By a hippo, I'll tell you that. That's an irrational fear, f- for sure. It's an irrational fear, but it's it's plausible. They uh, they kill twice as many people as lions, and on land they can run up to thirty miles per hour. So if you got a hippo coming at you, you're fucked. 
So they're like the D lineman or O lineman that runs like a four six, four five forty. They would run like a three two. No, I'm saying that's the equivalent. That's human the, equivalent. Yeah, of like just being ridiculously big, but still like ridiculously fast yeah. and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, man, they can outrun Usain Bolt and they can swim five miles an hour in the water so you can't get away from them. If a hippo's coming at you, it's over. Who would win in a race, Michael Phelps or a hippo? Michael Phelps. Swimming. Okay. So Michael Phelps is cool in the water. We're not. Only Michael Phelps is good in the water. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on his back and sink his ass to the bottom and sacrifice Michael Phelps if I have to. But I've always Person been terrified of hippos. Oh, Michael Phelps? In that situation. In that situation. Yeah. Hell yeah, in that yeah, situation. Yeah. In that situation, RIP to my grandma because she's going down too. <laughs> she's looking at the <laughs> she's, she's the first one down. Are you kidding me? Um, all right, the last one. And this is actually or actually makes sense for where we live, and that's tornadoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said we had to live with them all our lives, and I still get nervous and scared when I hear those sirens going on. Isn't it crazy? Like, anytime we got weather, there's two types of people. People who shelter, and then people who go out on the front porch and just uh, watch it and I'm, wait. We we sit and watch the news. The weather, yeah. The weather, yeah. And then when it gets bad, like, then we know what to do. Yeah. I, I remember when I was when we were little, living in Lancaster, were y'all there when? Yeah, the one that de- destroyed like downtown that yeah. they never really fixed, and it came through right through our neighborhood. And I remember my parents making us go into the bathroom, and then my dad just like throwing the mattresses on us and all the pillows, and we just like had to lay in the tub with everything on top of us, and it did a little damage to our house. But like the next street over got pretty fucked up. And let's say what's crazy is like it can go down one street, and like it seems like it'll skip houses. Like two will be destroyed, and the house. Next to it is fine, and then yeah, that one next to it's destroyed, and then the two next to that's it are fine. The, that's part of the scariest part is it's so unpredictable. Like you, you don't know what to do in that situation. Like if you're on the highway and you see it coming, you could drive, to, you could drive towards it, and they could just change direction, or you could go one way and it follows you. I mean, you can't predict it. So Landry's super scared of storms. He's at that age where it just it freaks him out. And the other night, me and Lauren were in the room and. We were letting him watch some TV while we were, like, putting sheets on the bed or getting ready for bed or something. And I walk in, he's watching tornado videos on YouTube. And he's, like, glued to it. He's giving himself, like, anxiety right now. So I, I started sitting down with him, and it was, like, the five biggest, most destructive tornadoes in U.S. history. And, like, number one was, like, two and a half miles wide. Fuck. It had winds of, like, in the vortex of, like, 302 miles an hour. It had, It went on for, like, 52 miles. It, just, the thing was insane. They had video of it, like storm chasers. It, you couldn't even see a funnel. It was just like one big, just looked like a giant unit of a cloud. Ma- yeah, massive something with dirt and everything swirling. Around that's what I'm saying. It. And that's just a straight destructive path. So, like, good sh- mass shooting. That was a good one. Tornadoes. I feel like a good one because that's just something we got to, you know, unfortunately deal with. And my last one is something we kind of have to deal with, and that's snakes. I do not fuck with snakes. I don't care. They say it's a good snake. Cool. Nope. It's getting its head lopped off. I'm telling you, if I see one on the street, I go out of my way to run over that thing. <laughs> I will, dude. Because I, I get them quite a bit on my route yeah, you know, yeah. in the middle of the country, and I'll, I'll like swerve, feel that thud, and just keep driving. You I'm with you, dude. You feel so satisfied when you fuck do it. it. And then you see them just wiggling some more, and it's like, hopefully that's like their death rattle. Yeah, fuck snakes. I'm with you on that yeah, one. Have you seen like the the videos out of Australia where they're like driving down the highway and there's a snake coming up out of their hood. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, they like this. They like the, the heat the of the warm, engine. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've actually, I've seen videos of that. Yeah. And they'll be driving down the highway. Of course they're in Australia and they're probably the size of like Andre, the giant's thigh well, coming the thing out. about Australia is like everything there is out to kill you. Mm-hmm. 
Like, Even the kangaroos that look so nice and friendly, they're they're mean as hell. No, they'll beat the shit out. They of They will. They'll straight up box you, knock you out. Dingoes are eating babies over there. Hey, you don't joke about that, man. <laughs> I heard I heard something on uh, Spotify about that. And it was a true case. Yeah, yeah. No, Dingo it's really real. ate that yep. lady's baby. Mm-hmm. They Thanks gave her so much shit for years. Well, my last one kind of just feels more of a complaint. I'm not really scared of them. I just really fucking hate them. That's grasshoppers. Oh yeah, I've never liked grasshoppers. And they're I'm, freaky little things, dude. They're just so creepy. They don't look like they're from this world. And then I have like two specific spots on my route. Like it's like a dirt road. I have to go down, and I swear they just like mass breed out there. So when I go down, I have to roll up all my windows, and then it's they're just jumping at my. It's just like constant thuds on my windshield, and I'm just using my wipers and <laughs> just swatting. Them I can off. tell like the trail of dead that don't get out of the way. Like I can see mm-hmm. them on the ground, and then the rest are just like kamikaze, like straight to my windshield and bouncing off and. Uh, I mean, I'll, sometimes I have my hand out, and they'll just jump, and then when they hit you going fast, you know, it, like, scares you, and yeah. I just fucking hate grasshoppers. Yeah, they don't really scare me, I just fucking buggers, hate grasshoppers. Maybe it was from James and the Giant Peach. I remember watching that movie, and there was a giant grasshopper mm-hmm. on that, and, and then my Bugs grandparents life. grew in the country, Bugs Life, yeah, they were assholes in that movie. Yep. God, they were dickheads. I just yeah. never, I just don't like grasshoppers. You're right, man. down with the grasshoppers. Fuck grasshoppers, dude. <laughs> you know what? That's what snakes are good for. They eat the grasshoppers, and then we kill the snakes. It's true. That's the cycle of life. That's how yep. it goes. Mm-hmm. Then I come in with my mass shooting. Fuck off, y'all. Come in with two Mac 10s. All right. So that kind of mass shooting. That was our Mount Rushmore's for this Halloween edition of the podcast. So let's get into Pick Your Poison. I wish we had a Halloween pick your poison. Well, if you say it in a spooky voice, it at least sounds Halloween themed. Okay, I got one. Who'd you Who'd you rather have track you tracking you down? Michael Myers, Ghostface, or Jason? Or add in anyone? I'm I'm not um, throwing in there. Who would I rather have? So who would I have the best chance against? Mm-hmm. Who would you rather Probably have stalking you? Uh, Ghostface. Because Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are, like, fucking supernatural, dude. Like, those guys are hard to kill. I can kill, what, Billy or Stu? Stu. Fuck that guy. I can kill a Stu. I can kill that guy easy. Okay. I'll just get a gun. You know, this is America. So, yeah, Ghostface, easy. Ghostface. Done. Okay. And then the second one, wasn't it, or the third one, it was, like, some, it was, like, Stu's mom. Yeah, fuck that bitch. I'll kill her, too. Was it? It was Billy's mom. Billy's mom. Yeah, it was Billy's mom. Skeet Ulrich. Or his mom. All right, I'm going to get... That was our Halloween edition. That was just top of Matt's head question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Would you rather wake up as a new random person every year and have full control of them for the whole year or once a week spend a day inside of a stranger without having any control of them? That's a weird question. I'd Uh, rather spend a day inside of a stranger without just... Being able to observe, like observe what they're, what's going on. Yeah, because what if you don't like the person? You're stuck for a whole year. Yeah, you know that could uh-huh. suck. Yeah. What if you're like a? I don't want to say anything offensive. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say something like, I don't know. I know where you're going. Don't hey, go yeah. there. I think I, I'm with you. Give me, give me a new person every yeah, week. You, you but know, you don't have your control, so you're just going along with the ride. You're just you're along for the ride. Yeah. You're just there for a good time. You can time, learn hopefully. from their mistakes. And, mm-hmm. Maybe you get like you could be inside of a bigot. You could be inside of a, I don't know, anybody. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one. That Let's get one more one in more. because we don't know what to say. All right, I'm gonna read this one. Uh, 
Would you rather get one free round trip international plane ticket okay. every year? I know what you're doing. What? <laughs> Not the plane ticket. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Well, no. Or it says, or be able to fly domestic anytime for free. So I'm kind of fucked. I guess I'll take the one free trip just to get it over with. Give me the anytime unlimited domestic because there's so many parts of this country I've never seen. You're gonna stick to the country. Oh yeah, it says domestic. Yeah, domestic. mine's international, dude. Oh yeah, we're going somewhere nice. We're going to like Pakistan. Pakistan. I brain farted. <laughs> and you came out with Pakistan? <laughs> I don't know why. There's so many other peas. Peru. Hey, there's a lot Paris. of history there. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go to Switzerland. I always said I want to go to Switzerland or um, Portugal. That would be like my top two. Pakistan, that would be pretty cool. A lot of mountains. Yeah. A lot of goats. Where they got in Bin Laden. <laughs> a lot of snakes. We can go to Bin Laden's compound. Uh, okay, so that I'll, was... I'll uh, stick to it, man. Pakistan. Shout was, out. Uh, shout out Pakistan. <laughs> I don't know if we want to shout them out. Uh, all right, so that was Pick Your Poison, and it is time for the movie review. And as I mentioned, we reviewed the 1999 film Idle Hands. Fun fact, this movie was filmed in the same neighborhood as Halloween in 1978. Oh, shit. That yeah. is cool. That is cool. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for that for the little fun facts that they pop up yeah, on the Yeah, thanks for the internet for all this stuff we get. All right, so you got any other little fun facts or box office or anything like that for me before I get started? Um, I put on here was a true Hastings classic rental. I probably rented that VHS like 15 times yeah. from Hastings. Yeah. 15% Rotten Tomatoes, and I got the hand kill count right here. I got them at uh, 14 14 clean kills for the hand. Prolific. That's what I counted. I could be you know, off by one or two, but that is pretty good numbers. Prolific. Um, okay, so we open the movie with Anton's parents getting pranked in bed. They're settling down for bed, and uh, they hear a noise coming from downstairs. Um, uh, and then the cat, I wrote, the cat jumps up on the bed and scares the shit out of me. Well, you gotta say what's on top of the bed or what's on top of the wall. Oh yeah, so and they, like, they, I'm under the bed. Yeah, they That's look what up. Initially, scares them. Yeah, they look up and and written in kind of this glowing neon writing ink stuff is uh, I'm under the bed. So that was Frank Willard, by the way, the dad. Yeah, very didn't young. He re- didn't he die recently? He might have. I don't know. I'm not good at keeping I'm up with pretty that. Sure, pretty sure, you did. Just in case, rest in peace. Yeah, um, just in case. So, yeah, so uh, they hear a noise coming from downstairs. Of course, she sends the husband down, and then the cat jumps up on the bed, and that scared the shit out of me when the cat jumped up. So that was the first jump scare. Um, So he goes downstairs to investigate, and um, she hears her husband scream. There's a scream that comes from downstairs, and I wrote, why didn't she call the police? Immediately. Right there. Scream inside the house after a noise. No, the classic the sign. Yeah, she's, she's like trying to find Anton in the attic. Yeah, yeah, she's like pulling, pulling the attic door. Yeah. Um, she goes down to investigate, and she slips in blood. Um, and then, then she decides that it's a good time to call the police. Yeah, let us let me run upstairs, which is another yep. classic yep. mistake. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to the bedroom, and she attempts to call 911, and then the phone gets... Uh, and she gets dragged under the bed and splattered to death. I don't know how little hand does that, but I guess she just popped her head like a zit. Um, so that's the for this first death. Um, and then next we get our first look at Anton, played by Devin Sawa. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. Oh my god, Devin! What a snack! Uh, and he's totally oblivious to the fact that his uh, there's just blood in the house and his parents are nowhere to be found. He's just <laughs> he's I just put he's like the most typical like what Hollywood perceived as like a '90s stoner slacker. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Like yep. living in the attic, which is a sweet setup. You know, if you're like between the ages of like 18 and 21, nothing wrong with that. Nope. I think he had every intention of riding that out until his oh, 40s, until they sure. died. For and sure. And inheriting the house. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's he's oblivious. to He comes down, wakes up, comes down, still in his boxers, just oblivious to everything. And I, But I did write, he does have one of the most clever uh, smoking devices ever. Um, it's disguises inhaler. String around his neck. Except so, it would have to reek, though. Oh, dude, weed. you would smell it. Like <laughs> you would smell it resin. from, like, across the room. Dude, yeah. But it, is, anyway. it, is, it was clever, but yeah. So I like how he's, like, the way he finds out, too, or not doesn't find out, but finds out, like, something's up is he's just trying to make, like, cereal at noon. It's like, Mom, we're out milk. And then the, the dog's looking at him all saying, goes, Mom, we're out of dog food. <laughs> he's like, fuck. Um, so uh, then he goes back to sit down after he can't feed the dog or get any cereal and he realizes he's out of bud he's out That's of he's out of marijuana now he's like okay it's now it. it's too much i gotta do something i gotta be proactive and today. so he calls his dealer and he's like hey man can you run me some stuff by run me a dime bag by uh, <laughs> the good old days who gets a dime bag <laughs> the good old days we can get a dime bag i remember when a dime bag used to cost a dime <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh and the dealer tells him to stop being lazy and then we find out that his dealer literally lives across the street he said what the <laughs> and fuck and instead of being in the attic he lives in, in the, the basement. basement he's like what the fuck do you think this is dominoes he's like stop being lazy so he gets up walks across the street and come to find out that his dealer is fulton from the mighty ducks that's who it was. Yeah, it was Fulton from the Mighty Ducks, so his hockey career fizzled out. Um, and um, Seth Green. Seth Green. Where his, his porn uh, star shirt. Nick. Oh. Nick and what was his name? Nub? Uh, P-Nub. P-Nub. Or P-Nub. They, they say, they say P-Nub, but I like P-Nub better. That makes more sense. Um, so uh, Anton's telling his friends that he hadn't seen his parents in a couple of days, and that's when he learns that there's a serial killer. Yeah, he's a obli- That's like if, if, if there was a serial killer and walks Hatchy and you're just totally oblivious to yeah. it. You just yeah. have no idea. There's like all these, these t- so they're telling about all the victims. What, the what, what are you looking at? I thought I saw something out there. Don't fucking do that. You got your back to the door. Not on this night. No. <laughs> Stop. Don't look over there unless there's something at that door. Okay. That no scares problem. the shit out of me. Um, so here's where we get our first scene with a young Jessica Alba. She lives across the street from Anton, and he's obsessed with her. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you be if that was the neighbor? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah. he's got good reason to be. Yeah. Uh, his buddies uh, convinced him to re- return a book that she had dropped in the street because she comes driving by on a motorcycle. Just um, total badass. Total babe. Um, and she drops a book in the street, and he notices it, and her, his buddies are like, hey, it's a perfect opportunity. Return the book. Talk to her, bro. Um, Easier said than done, though. Yeah, because he returns it to her in the most awkward way he could possibly return a book. He's just like... Rings the doorbell, falls over the railing, falls in the bushes. She opens the door, and his first words is like, "I'm sorry about your bush." <laughs> and then he just shoved. Didn't he just shove the book in her face? Yeah, yeah. He just kind of like, kinda like yeah. He runs away. Um, and then next we go to Beaver, Utah, where we meet a very foxy Vivica A. Fox. Bro, I just put on here: boys growing up in the '90s all had a crush on Vivica A. Dude. Fox. Uh, she plays Debbie, who is tracking the murders. Um, yeah, she comes from like so. What did she say? Like a long line of like hunters yeah. that are like sworn to like you know break the curse. Like yeah. it was really serious. Yeah, yeah. She's really into this character. Um, so the next scene we get is uh, I guess Anton decided he needed to go get dog food and milk on his own. So he's uh, 
he's walking home, I guess, wherever he lives. It looks spooky as fuck. You can just take the uh, the grocery cart oh, with you. People do that all the time. People are assholes. Um, you can take the, but there's like fog machines around every corner. Yeah, too. he's walking down an alley and he's got, there's fog everywhere. And, Where it's uh, like a New York from steam from the subway yeah, system. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Uh, and then he gets harassed by two cops who he went to school with. Who was that weird-looking cop? The one that looks like... He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's that guy. that guy that you can never... Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Because I was like, I could, I'm could. i trying to think. I remember, like, in movies, he probably, like, dies gruesomely. Just because he, he just looks like a little... Or he's a, bit, or he's a bit guy. He plays a bit part. Um, Maybe he was one of the McPoyles from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He looks like that guy. He looks he's like a McPoyle. He's always mistaken for one of those guys, but he's not. Oh, he's not? Damn I heard an interview with him, and somebody <laughs> he, brought that he up. He gets confused yeah. with McPoyles. Yeah. He definitely um, looks like one. So, yeah, he gets harassed by two cops um, who he went to high school with, and <laughs> they're like, they're giving him shit, and they're like, how come you didn't ever invited us to smoke behind, get high behind the gym? He's like, you guys are fucking nerds. So fair, they, fair enough. They rip him up, pin him against a wall, and, and they, uh, they write him a ticket, which is well, such they find, a cool thing. They find an empty bag. Yeah, empty weed. But, you he know, almost gets buzzed for the inhaler too. But yeah, he's like, he's like, what is this? He's like, it's an. The other cops like, it's an inhaler, you dumbass. Uh, but yeah, they find an empty baggie on him, and Anton mentions like, hey man, you can't, can't write me a ticket for an empty bag, and so they throw it on the ground inside him for littering, the maximum fine. They mentioned $200. Uh, Anton is trying to smoke uh, oregano and nutmeg in the next scene because Mick and Peanut said, hey, I'm out, which was a dick move. Let that me go back. That was a total lie. Let me go back. That was a lie. So Anton goes over to Peanut's house because he's his dealer and he's, he says he's holding. And then when he gets there, Peanut's like, I'm holding my dick. I don't have anything. And then as soon as Anton leaves to go talk to to old girl, he pulls the sack out. The sack of weed. Sack of weed, not his, <laughs> not his nutsack. <laughs> Unexpected twist. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so and then desperate. he's like, yeah, he's just desperate to smoke. And so I think Seth Green's character, Mick, says, Hey, why don't you smoke oregano and uh, oregano and, and, nutmeg. and nutmeg? I heard it fucks, I heard it gets you high or something. So, in the next scene, or in the couple scenes later, that's what he's doing. Um, he rolls it up in the ticket. Which that's always like a movie trope where they they smoke, uh, they roll cigarettes or something in like notebook paper or just regular paper, and that doesn't work. No, I've yeah. never tried it, but I, I wouldn't. It think doesn't so. work. It was, not when papers are so cheap. Anyways. No, no. Um, so he does uh, smoke the uh, the oregano and the nutmeg, and he immediately regrets it. <laughs> uh, he's <laughs> he's in the sink and he's pouring dish soap in his yeah, mouth. I see what and, you're doing there. And, and, <laughs> yeah, he's pouring <laughs> dish soap. All right. <laughs> Um, like dick soap, and then uh, I don't know if he's high or what, but uh, we get a scene of him making the nastiest sandwich. Yeah, even if there wasn't blood on that knife, it's just like mayonnaise and bologna. Going back to being oblivious, he, the knife he's using to spread mayonnaise is covered in blood. His parents' blood because he's blood. watching like a Rob Zombie video. Yeah, and he's like some large-breasted woman dancing. They're well, in, they're well endowed. Yeah, they got big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say well endowed? I don't know. Dude, it's been a while. I'm rusty, man. As if you couldn't tell by that intro, it did not go well. Um, All right, fuck, so he's dude. making a nasty-ass sandwich, and that that's when he notices the blood. Yeah, he notices the blood. And he freaks blood. out and calls his buddies over. And then his cat brings out a detached eyeball. Yep. And, I'm, and I wrote down, you're not calling the cops. Why? Um, <clears throat> Cops are assholes. So he finds his parents were in the house the entire time. Uh, they were disguised as the Halloween de- decorations. I think it's spot to hide a body, though. At least 
uh, momentarily. Yeah, so in the beginning of the movie, it shows Anton's house and his parents had decorated and gone all out for um, Halloween. And in the window, they did the painting. Uh, I forget like American Gothic. The American Gothic with the pitchfork and yeah, the like man the and the wife. And so they've got that set up with pumpkin heads. Um, and That's then, so cool. I didn't know that was filmed where Halloween was, man. Yeah. Um, if I had known that when I started, I would appreciate it even more. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's where that's where his parents were. They were the Halloween decorations. Um, and then Anton puts together that his shirt was in his dad's hands. Well, he has his buddies come over. Oh yeah, his buddies he come calls over. His two buddies over. His yeah, buddies he's come over out. to investigate or you know just kind of help him. And then um, he kind of puts together that his his dad had a piece of his shirt in his hand. And then there was two other murders um, at a fast food place. Two, two twin brothers. Two twin brothers. And their ears were in a, like a, the, a sack from a uh, paper bag from that from that restaurant, and then the glowing paint used to write on the ceiling uh, all connects back to him. So he's got the little glowing paint on his hands. His shirt was uh, in his dad's hand, and then the ears from the from the two twins at the burger place uh, were all at his house. So he's starting to put the pieces together. Um, so they're like, hey, dude, we got to call the cops. And, and Mick was, was calling the cops. And Anton rips the phone out of the wall and then proceeds to stab him in the head with a broken beer bottle. Yeah, and this is kind of the first part of the movie where we see the hand become yeah, a he, character. He takes control of him, yeah. Yeah, so his hand, the hand is, is announced himself, and he is – he got me looking over there. Bro, I got a lazy eye. Get over it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the first time that we kind of see the hand take over. Um, and then, uh, he's going after Peanub. Um, he was going to let, he was going to let him go. He like cornered him in the cellar. Yeah. In the basement, you know, just I'll let you go, but I can't hold on much longer. Yeah, He's like, just please go. He's just running up the stairs and the hand just like reaches over and grabs Grabs a saw blade. blade. Yeah. And And frisbees it. Frisbees it and decapitates him. Cuts his head off. So that's when you know, like, all right, yeah, he has no control. He just killed his two best buds. He killed his family. So you got to wonder who's next. Who's next? Uh, and then there's a funny scene of Anton in the hand uh, fighting over the remote. The hand wants to watch like hand videos, basically hand <laughs> videos. Uh, and then uh, Anton wants to watch cartoons. Um, and then he absolutely shit whips his cat bones <laughs> out of the window. Like he just he grabs him by the tail and kind of twirls him, you know, and then. And just like Petey Pablo style. It's a piss missile outside. Yeah, I just put best part so far is when he spins and yeets the cat 50 Dude. yards. He just whips that fucking thing across the whole neighborhood. Out the window, into the neighbor's yard. Um, <laughs> and so Anton immediately he goes after his cat. He goes across the street, and the hand takes him over, uh, takes over and forces him to ring Molly's doorbell. And Molly is uh, Jessica Alba's character. Um, she answers and tells him that... Um, you know, they should just skip all this shy sneaking around stuff and then invites him inside. Oh, yeah. She likes the bad boy. Yeah, because she, he's telling her, you know, I shouldn't be here. I really got to go. And he's, like, covered in blood. He's covered he in blood. Old. He looks like shit. And I wrote, he looks like a complete psychopath in her room. Yeah. Like, he's covered in blood. He's probably, he stinks. Dude, she is so into it, too. She looks so good in that scene, and she cannot get enough of deadly Devin Sawball. No, and he he looks like he would stink without the blood because he just doesn't shower. Um so, yeah, they're in her room, and I wrote, not going to lie, the short hair uh, is not my favorite on Jessica Alba. She's still still hot. Don't get me wrong. And then he completely sexually assaults Molly, but she's into it. Oh, when he grabs the ass? Dude, a whole handful. I don't yeah. know if it's ass, if he went for, That's like, the bowling ball grip. Yeah, that was a bowling ball grip, man. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's even uncalled for, like in prison. Like I don't but think that's acceptable anymore. She's into it, and then I wrote, imagine how he smells. Um, <laughs> You're all about his dude. Stench. <laughs> uh, and he's fighting the hand the entire time. Like the hand is like picking up stuff, like trying to like stab her, and he's like fighting with it. Uh, and finally, he like ties. He takes the belt off her robe, the sash off her robe, and like ties it to the bed. And she's into it. She she just thinks it's kinky. She thinks it's kinky. Yeah, which um, I put on here. Dream woman right there. Yeah. So then her parents come home, of course, and uh, it's got to be the worst case of blue balls ever, right? I know Stu had some pretty big blue balls from Scream 1. He did, At yeah. least he got a flash of the boobies, though. Yeah, he did. Um, so we go back to Anton's house, and the next scene he buries his parents and friends, and turns out Mick and Peanut are zombies. Well, I got to call bullshit on this because, as I said, I just recently had to bury Eli. Yeah. And digging through that, like, Barren, dry earth and hitting nothing but roots and rocks. That guy dug four six-foot holes and didn't even break a sweat. I don't think they I were six-foot. Okay, well, were they three feet? I don't think the one guy was even three feet. Well, Mick that's wasn't, true. He, Mick was like just... Anton is a fucking lazy kid. But still, <laughs> just to, to dig enough to bury all four of those at least like at ground level, that guy'd be sweating bullets. Yeah, no. he's He didn't even break a sweat. No. So I was going to say, I just call bullshit because I just had to dig a hole for my cat and it <laughs> took me like... 15 hard minutes, and then I finally was just like, fuck it, Eli, you're good. <laughs> like, sorry, brother. It's three Eli, feet by three feet. 30 minutes ago, Eli, you were the best ever. <laughs> he still ben, is. He's just uh, chilling. I can't look. make it He's, six, bud. You get hey, three and a half. The closer he is to the surface, the closer he is to my heart. Okay? Oh, my God. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Mick and Peanut, they come back and... Uh, yeah, they come back at the burial service. At the burial service. <laughs> like, he's saying some words, and yeah. all of a sudden they... Just, like, zombie their way up. Because they can hear his voice. And that was never explained, right? That Mm -hmm. was just, like, I think that was just, like, some goofy moment where they're like, okay, we're going to Because you can hear him. He's like, hey, let me out. I can't breathe under here. And he's like, see, are you alive? And then all of a sudden you see a hand, like, they come up, up like, out yeah, of the like, dirt. like cheesy zombie movies. They start rising from the, yep. from the dirt. Um, so eventually, you know, they're fighting. He's going to kill him again. Anton gets knocked out, and he wakes up in his bed the next morning. Uh, goes downstairs thinking it was just a bad dream, and Mick and Peanut are there sitting in his living room. Just chilling like a couple corpses. <laughs> Peanut's got his head in the chair, and uh, there was a scene earlier when they were alive, and uh, Mick was throwing cheese puffs into Peanut's mouth, and you could see that's what he was doing. He was throwing them chips. and Still got their sense of humor. You got to Yeah, that. still got it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're sitting in his living room, and I wrote, bro, seriously, needs to shower. <laughs> um, so they're like, you know, my he's like, my hand's possessed. You know, you know about the devil. He's like, no, I don't, but I know a guy who does. So we meet up with Randy. Fucking Randy, dude. Randy is cool the guy, guy that lives across the street. Uh, he's Always dri- blasting Motley Crue. Yep. He's driving a big, probably 1978 Ford truck, jacked up on probably 38 or 40-inch tires. Um, and he's being a total sleazeball. They're having a little memorial uh, at the uh, Jungle Burger um, for the for the two employees there the, that got the murdered. Twins, yeah. And he's being a total sleazeball with a high school chick. You, call, you say sleazeball. I say opportunist. But he's like, are you still in high school? Like, okay, yes. yes, he did say He's like, yeah, I've, I've been out about three years now. <laughs> okay, you're right. He's a slapball. That's statutory rape. Hey, bro. Maybe he's just wanting to make a friend. Maybe. Um, I think we know Randy. Randy, you dirty dog. Yeah, so, uh, and then Anton shows up at Jungle Burger, and he's desperate for Randy's help with the devil. Uh, and Randy tells Anton that, 
basically he needs to keep his hands busy. And he, he gives the quote, idle hands are the devil's playground. And Anton takes that literally. So he goes home and starts knitting. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Pinob and Mick make some jokes that we can't make in 2021. Um, they use some slurs that we can't use in 2021 that you could get away with in 99. Um, and then, uh, he's got music blaring. He's just knitting away and the two cops from earlier show that up. hands working overtime too on those yeah. knitting, knitting sticks. So it's working. Yeah. So the two cops from earlier show up for a noise complaint at Anton's house and then uh, all hell breaks loose. Anton proceeds to stab one ear to ear. He skewers yeah. the dude with the uh, with the knitting needle there. Very, uh, very Jason Voorhees like uh-huh. kind of murder. Just brute strength through that through the ears. Uh, and then I can't. I wrote down he tased the dude, but I don't see how he. He, I don't he got his taser and he like died. shot him right in the face. Yeah, I guess he just kept the voltage going. But yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be enough to kill you. I think you'd have to like read charge it or reload it yeah i don't know that one was unrealistic but the knitting needle through the ears was pretty sick yeah uh that was a good kill um <laughs> so and then anton decides to cut off his hand and uh he's like hey man i can't get this thing exercised or i can't you know get the i can't get an exorcism on it so we're gonna cut it off and he tries to use the bagel guillotine that was <laughs> yeah, the I name that of the was a real thing that was that, that was the been, name of the product. That seems like a useless product, but like something my mom would have had like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, like the salad spinners. Yeah, <laughs> something like that she ordered off TV. Yeah. Off QVC, uh, and then uh, he fails. Go figure with the bagel guillotine, and then uh, he finds a cleaver and he successfully lops off his hand. He gets uh, peanut his assistant. He gets him to <laughs> bite his down. hand to hold it in place because the hand was moving all over the place, dodging the cleaver. And uh, he gets Mick to bite it and hold him, hold it down long enough for him to cut it off. Uh, and then that's when Anton and we, as the audience, learn that the hand is still alive. Yeah, he pretty uh, much fucked up by doing that. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like unchaining like a rabid pit bull. Yeah, now, like now it's just he's got this rogue hand. Yeah. Um, and it attacks him. Um, it attacks him as Molly standing outside uh, Anton's door, ringing the doorbell. Dude, she she wants more of that stinky dick. Dude, smelly, smelly wiener. That's one. No, Why'd that's, you stop talking? That's the wrong one. No, it's yeah, not that's that the one? one. That's the right one. Oh, it's too late now. Smelly wiener. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here uh, first, man. It's all about them smelly wieners. Damn it. Dude, this is terrible. Um, Anton tells Molly uh, to uh, go to the dance because previously they had uh, they had told him or they had made plans to meet the next day and go to the dance and hopefully uh, you know finish the uh, what they had started the night before. Uh, Mick and Peanut they left after he cut his hand off to go get some antiseptic and, and burritos and burritos. <laughs> so they come back and they find Anton gone and they want to use the microwave for the burritos and that's they 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 find the hand. Because Anton had thrown the hand in the microwave and cooks it until like it exploded. You know, I can understand letting the demonic demonic hand free, but after you see the aftermath, why, why wouldn't you just like take the time and oven those burritos? Yeah, they they put the burritos in with all the blood and, go- and gore and just like made the burritos. And I guess that's like silly humor. I was like, that's fucking disgusting, man. You put those things yeah, in the, you, in the you, de- you definitely just throw them in the oven. Because they were like, should we clean it first? Like, Hell no, that's not our mess. I was like, okay, we at least got to put it in the oven then, guy. If it was 2021, you just pop those bad boys in the air fryer. Get them living nice that, and crispy. Get living that life. Hell yeah. Air fryer life. On the gang, air fryer gang. 
We're a very exclusive club. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a funny scene of Peanut eating the burrito. And since his head is severed, uh, Mick uh, kind of skewers it on like a knife uh, and then puts the other end back on his neck. You know, so Mick, he kinda, Mick was a little bit of like an engineer. He was like yeah. solving some problems yeah. like throughout the movie. Yeah. So he kind of reattaches his head crudely. And then uh, Peanut is eating what I'm looking, what it would look oh, like a, a bean burrito because he's eating the burrito and right there at the, uh, at the neckline, the trachea. neckline. Yeah, like where the, it's reattached, it's leaking out like yeah. beans. So he gets some duct tape and helps his buddy out and fixes it so he can enjoy his burrito. True friend. Um, in the next uh, next scene, we get uh, we come back to Debbie, uh, who's played by Vivica A. Fox. And uh, she's at the bowling lane in oh, search yeah. of the hand. Um, and uh, then, of course, Randy's, Randy's there. Randy's immediately got eyes for her. Randy. Now, Randy's this like is where I would consider him an opportunist. Sees a fine woman walking in a bowling alley. Yeah, this alone. is totally like this is okay right now. She's they're not underage. Yeah. Uh, so they're having beers, the and this is where Debbie goes into. She's in. It comes from a long line of whatever she said, um, spiritualistic. Yeah, just like people who hunt warriors. Demonics. Yeah, uh, and she's looking for a hand, and Randy knows. She's like, he's like, hey, my buddy, this guy Anton. Saying his hand was making him do stuff. Real weird lately. Yeah. Uh, and Randy knows where to find him. And so um, Debbie and Randy are on the way to Anton's. And Anton, Mick, and Peanut head to... Uh, they're heading to the dance because the hand had written that she's mine. So the hand has indicated that she he's going... The hand, I don't know if it's he or she. Gender neutral. It's free to pick whatever feels most natural. You do you. Um. It is going to uh, go after um, Molly, and so you're going to mention that kiss couple though in the car. Yes, yes. Um, or I might have you do it because I've got a little surprise for you. So Anton, Mick, and Peanut head to steal Randy's truck, and they back over Debbie in the process. Debbie is almost there, uh, almost gets to Anton, and. The backs right over, commits vehicular homicide in the process, so we think. And that is where my notes stop. I don't know if oh, I no. fell asleep. I don't know if I just got caught up and stopped writing. But, yeah, that's it. So can you All carry right. us through? Yeah, I got the guys steal Randy's truck, and they go to the dance to save Molly. Uh, they get to the dance, and you got that kiss couple making out in the car. Yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, I'm sweating off my makeup. Yeah, so let me take my top off. Yeah, I can't believe you missed that part. That was a really nice part. Then the hand came no, in. No, I saw like, that. Oh, that's when that's when you busted your nut and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, you just thanks nutted for, and closed thanks your Thanks for putting it back. Uh, thanks for piecing, <laughs> piecing it together for me there. I did. Okay, well, that was a nice scene. Then he kills both of them. So now they're at the dance, and it um, it's just weird because last movie we had Ace Ventura and we had a uh, Cannibal Corpse playing a live show. Yeah, and in this one we had uh, the Offspring, and they were covering a Ramones song at the school dance. Um, then the next line I got, I said the hand kills the pervy principal because he was like on a, on the phone with like a, uh, a hotline, mm-hmm. you know, those sex hotlines yep. that were just such a ripoff. You know, I wasted so much money, and it get it. After it kills him, it goes. The hand goes to the pencil sharpener and starts sharpening its little fingers to like sharpen little edges. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to evolve. You know, it's becoming like this perfect killing machine. Uh, let me see. Anton gets on stage and warns the party. They boo, and the singer gets scalped right at that moment. So right as so Anton's trying to warn everybody, and the singer um, of the offspring like you know goes like get out of here, kid, and bumps him, and then the hand drops down and rips his fucking scalp off, and everyone knows it's going down for real. Um. 
what does it say? The hand. Uh, oh. Okay, so then the next scene, the hand's obviously going after Molly, and he, like, chases her into the um, to the auto shop, and it, like, straps her down to, like, an old car that they're working on and starts to lift her up to the ceiling, so it's going to crush her if they can't get there in time. And um, let's just say Anton's got to make the choice, and he's trying to pull the lever because the hand's got it stuck there, and then they find this bong called Mighty Joe Bong, and he takes a giant rip, and she's like, really, you're getting high with your friends? <laughs> But really, Anton's just thinking, outsmarting this thing, so he takes this giant rip of a bong, and then he opens up the hand and just, like, blows smoke straight into it, and you see the, the eyes of the hand, like, roll back. Or, because at this point now, it's wearing, like, a little costume. I should have mentioned that. It gets kind of goofy at the end. And he basically gets the hand really stoned, and it lets go. Um, Debbie throws the dagger at the hand as it attacks it. As it attacks and kills it, it was actually kind of like a big letdown. Of the hand, like they joked about, how it was just such a bummer and a letdown to see it just, it mm. just kind of went like poof. Uh, next line, I said, "Damn, Jessica Alba's ass." Cause that looked really good. Um, she gets off the car lift. Anton's standing under it, and he gets crushed, but he skips to heaven so he can crush Molly's vagina on Earth. Yeah. Mick and Nub come back as his guardian angel. The end. It was you really get, good. It, I, was, it was. It was. It was all right. Jessica Alba was fantastic. I didn't know it was that gory. I thought it was like some goofy, just kind of. No, it's, it's like, a, you know, like I said, it's like 14 kills. Yeah, it's pretty gory movie. I, I like how they get creative with the deaths, too. You got to get Yeah, creative. they got creative. And you know what? It's a step above Ernest Scared Stupid. So, what did we also do? Scream last year. We kind of went, we were supposed to do like four different movies. That's when we were more serious about it last year. So, mm. we're like, we're going to do four movies for four weeks. And now we're like, Let's take a month break and come back and watch <laughs> Idle Hands. So we, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have stuff enough. As do. if y'all weren't disappointed enough by the length of time in between episodes, we'll give you Idle Hands. Yeah, dude, that was just a pretty up the bad disappointment even more. Uh, we should say we were going to do Dumb and Dumber like the people voted. Thanks, Mom. But we're going to postpone it because we might have our buddy Alex coming back on. And I believe he really wanted to review that with us. Yes, yeah, so Alex is going to come down. We're going to record... When's, um, when's that going down, Matt? I think Sunday. Sunday, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. You promise? No. Okay. You heard it here first. Because you said I promised last time, and <laughs> I didn't Kurt. follow through. Yeah, last time you made a promise, Eli died. So, yeah, I, Eli died. Uh, apparently, I killed Eli, and I'm killing the podcast. Um, but, no, I think the plan is uh, we need to get with Alex. Um, I'm sure he's still up, because uh, we are coming to you uh, probably the latest we've ever come to you. Uh, it's... Uh, 11.30 on Saturday night before Halloween. Um, but um, we can holler at Alex. I think the plan was it's a 12 noon game is get over here. Just got an update on the World Series, dog. We're going to talk about that. Fuck Astros. One game away. <laughs> um, come over here, cook, hang out, drink, watch the game. Yeah, best part is that's Claire's baby shower. So I don't have to be there. Oh, perfect. Yep. And then we'll record. After the cowboy game. Okay. So um, that was Idle Hands. Uh, next episode will be Dumb and Dumber um, with Alex. Uh, that is the plan as of now. And Matt will watch the whole movie. I will watch the whole movie. Good. Because I feel like when I have to carry it, I just I just straight read my notes. That's fine. 
That's fine. We got through it. We got there. We did. Thank God. All right. So uh, with that, let's wrap up with uh, some sports. Uh, we got an update on the World Series. Yep. That just ended. Um, I wish I could have seen it too because it was two nothing. You know when you got yeah. here, and that was like in the, si- the bottom of the sixth. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Uh, uh, Braves win three to two. When I got here, it was like top or bottom. It was in sixth inning. Um, the Astros were up two nothing, but then the Braves did have the bases loaded. I don't so. think that was it though, because it says Swanson and Soler go back to back. So maybe they had a two run shot and then a solo shot. Yeah. So I don't think it was anything to do with the um the base. I think they actually got out of that jam. The bases. Yeah, loaded they, in the sounds six. like Houston got out of the jam, and uh, but you know what? That puts Atlanta up three one. Yep. Um, I feel like you know if Atlanta wins and they beat Houston, I feel like the Rangers won a little bit or. We all we I'll all win it. if Houston I'll loses, and Houston or I'm sorry Atlanta. I read somewhere that they were like, or didn't read it. I heard it that I think of all the teams that made it, like they had you know the worst record. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just cool to see. It just it just just proves like you just got to get hot at the right time, because you know the best team were the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Rays. Those were like the only mm-hmm. three to win 100 games, and yep. all of them didn't even make it past what second round. I know our predictions just went out the window immediately. Oh, for sure. That's another thing. We need to get um, our uh, baseball insider, Brady, get a call to him so we can. Yeah, maybe after Alex and after the World Series ends, we can get him on to recap the World Series and maybe look ahead to some Rangers stuff. Yeah, look ahead to the season. Got the draft. I think we got another top five pick. Maybe Because I know, I know there's some – I know they're, they're playing fall ball out in Arizona like the, the prospects are. So I know he's probably on top of that. Um so let's get into the Cowboys. Um, we are at the end of the bye. Uh, we are 5-1. and one. Well, what happened right before that, though? Right before that? Yeah, what happened to a, a, or, a Did certain, we get rid of somebody? We get rid of a second-round bus and save $9 million? Uh, I think you're talking about Jalen Smith. Bruh. There it is. Finally cut that dead weight that we've been begging for for a year. So we traded. Uh, he got released, got picked up by Green Bay. He played one game, maybe two, and then he was a healthy scratch yeah, for which tells for the last, you a lot. A, this, health, a healthy scratch. I think he's played some of his last NFL downs. Good well, story, great story. Probably a good dude. Oh, well, he made you know. I've always heard he's a good guy, and he made a lot of money. So good for him. He made more money than I ever will in my life, and he'll still live a good life. It's not like he's going to go to the glue factory after this. And um, like to work or like uh, no, like they're gonna kill him. Oh, okay, you know, you gotta right. do with horses. Right, I didn't know. Didn't um, know damn, I forgot what I was gonna say next. Um, I don't know, but yeah, uh, Green Bay needed linebacker help. They took a flyer on him. Um, he's not our problem anymore. Um, we are sitting at the end of the bye week. Uh, we've got um, we've got the Vikings um, Sunday night, seven thirty Halloween. It's gonna be a cool atmosphere. There is a cloud over this game, and that cloud is Dak Prescott's calf. Um, it sucks and, that he injured that on the last play of the last last game. And this is uh, this is uh, as of four hours ago. Uh, this is from Blogging the Boys. It says das, Dak Prescott's status for Sunday is the subject of conflicting reports on Saturday. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are back from their bye this week and preparing for Minnesota for the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, Sunday night. While the Vikings have been the focus of the team's coaching staff this week, just about every Cowboys fan has spent this time uh, wondering, speculating, and debating on whether or not they think Dak Prescott uh, will play. Uh, I think it's a lot of like smoke and mirrors. 
just because as a team, like, why would I want to tell you what I plan to do tomorrow? Even if even if they know already know Dak's going to be out, I'm not going to tell you. There's nothing that tells that says I have to tell you that. <clears throat> so I'm going to read a series of tweets in chronological order. Um, Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News um, at 12:59 today uh, p.m. says. I can't advise all of you when it comes to your fantasy teams, but I think Dak Prescott is playing and Mike McCarthy is playing with your emotions. Um, And then the Dallas Cowboys tweeted, uh, back to business, and it's a picture of Amari, um, Trayvon, and uh, Dak getting on the plane. uh, And that was at 417. And then Michael Gelkin at 557 tweeted, uh, it would surprise many close to the situation of Cowboys quarterback. Dak Prescott starts Sunday versus Vikings. Officially a game day decision, but Cooper Rush saw most most of the meaningful reps uh, during the week. Prescott was in Orange, Texas, Friday following a grandmother's passing. He traveled with the team today. Jesus Hello. Uh, so that was kind of the latest we have. Yeah, and uh, his grandma died, like you said. So yeah, just so, a rough week. So he's uh, uh, like the article says, it would not be ridiculous for Prescott to play without seeing majority of the team's reps. He is the unquestioned starter, extremely experienced, and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The wording of this tweet, though, is interesting, though, in that it, the surprise would be if Prescott started, but perhaps we are all so exhausted from the story that we are now reading that into it. Um, so, yeah, to me, uh, if Dak doesn't play, this game becomes extremely um, losable. Well, of course, uh, but it becomes, for me, extremely laborious to watch. Like, What are you doing with those big words? It becomes a job to watch it. It, 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 it's going to be hard to watch because now we're going right back into last year, going through, we're having to watch, Andy Dalton, um, Garrett Gilbert. If we had Andy ben Dalton Dimucci. this game, I would feel pretty confident. This is more of a all that, all that. It, it just you know, it reminds me of that. Um, my heart wants Dak to play. My heart says. We need to win this game. You need to win every game. Well, but my head says we have such a bad division. We have such yeah. a lead in the division. I don't want this to turn into a lingering issue. January, and we're still dealing with it, or he's out. Um, so my head says sit him. I think I, I agree with you because I think you're right when you said the division's so bad because we already have like a three and a half, you know, something ridiculous. Like a three, three game lead. Three game lead through like six games, and it's just going to, the gap's just going to widen. So it's a game that, you know, I think if we play play Cooper, get him some experience, if it, you know, probably lose, but still feel good about it because I doubt we'll get blown out. We'll probably lose by like under seven points. Uh, in fact, we have predictions here we can talk about, but I just don't want it to be a lingering thing like you said. So if we had to risk him one more week and take this L – and, you know, it's not a guaranteed L because we still have very good receivers with Gallup coming back. We have Collins coming back for protection. I don't think Gallup's back. I think he's taking one more week. All right. Well, we still got Cedric Wilson as our three. Yeah, no. We got, you know, great running backs. Like, it's not like he's everything for us. Like, we have weapons all around. Our defense is stepping up. So, I think if this was, like, week 17, win or go home, he plays. If this was playoff, he plays. This is what, week seven or eight? Uh, seven, yeah, seven, and it's it's something that if he gets a few more days rest on a week for sure, he'll be good. I'm with you, man. Just set him because this isn't like a make or break game for us. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there are still, I mean, of course I'm going to watch. I mean, I've watched four and 12 seasons. Now I was going to say, you, you say it's going to be a job to watch, but you know, come 730, Landry's going to have to be off the streets, you know, done trick-or-treating so he can watch his game. Yeah, Lauren already knows the deal tomorrow. Um, but there's still other storylines I want to see. I want to see Diggs. Is he going to shadow Justin Jefferson? And, um, or is he going to stick to his side and just take either – Thielen or or Jefferson. What's, what's he been doing? You know, does he stick to one? He side? He sticks to one side. Yeah, I, I, I bet that. I can't say that. He does. It just it's situational. And Mike, uh, almost said Mike Nolan. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. Dan Quinn does a good job of disguising things and switching things up on in in that in that defensive backfield. So he. he Kel, speaking of which, I think Kelvin Joseph might be coming back. I think he might be back too. And that may be that could probably just be little subs in, but still, you know, get them some experience. Yeah, that may be that may be one more week as well. Um, Man, next week we're gonna be so good. Yeah. <laughs> you have any predictions? Or are you still talking? Well, it's hard. Um, if Dak plays, <sighs> yeah. If Dak plays, I think we win thirty-one twenty-four. Ooh, that's close to what I had. What about without him? What without him, I think we lose thirty-three to twenty. Because the the line number. the line the line before we were two and a half point favorites before the deck injury stuff after it we were two and a half point dogs for Vegas to move the line five points that's a big yeah that's a big swing that's you know Vegas rarely gets it wrong dude it's eerie how accurate they are have you ever looked at like on our fantasy sports yeah. where it'll be like they're projected and they'll or I was watching you know like they'll do it like on um, for basketball they'll do like the over under combined points and then like. Uh, I forgot what the other one was. Combined points and something else. And I'm like, they're within like one or two points every time. Like, it's just eerie how accurate they can be. Yeah. Um, well, I got I got with deck. I got us winning 31-21 without deck. I got us fucking winning 21-17. I got a couple over-unders for you for the game real quick. All right. Hit me with them. All right. If deck plays, over-under 300 passing yards. If deck plays? If he plays, over-under 300. That's over and over. Okay. Without deck. So, Cooper, 220 passing yards. Under. I got combined rushing yards. So, Pollard and Zeke, 175 yards. I'm hitting the under because uh, the front four for Minnesota is playing uh, a lot better. And they can stack the box. Everson Griffin uh, decided he wanted to play this year. Um, so, he's he's actually doing well. Wasn't um, he Daniel. in Minnesota before he mm-hmm. came to us? Yeah. So he went back and yeah. decided to play? Yeah. Cool, Daniel, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Daniel Hunter is a really good player yeah, for them. He's, he's really fucking good. Um, you know, you've got Eric Kendricks leading, you know, that, that linebacker, linebacker's there. And then you've got Sendejo and uh, Xavier Harrison Woods. Harrison Smith, too, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not Sendejo. Uh, Harrison Smith. I got my white safeties mixed up. Um, <laughs> One of two that you got mixed up. Yeah, and then they've got Xavier Woods, former Cowboy, um, who's playing playing really well for him. So I always I, like Xavier Woods. Maybe it's because he's such a late round draft pick. Yeah, I think he was a six rounder or something like that. Um, I think they can play the run. Um, so I'm going under. All right, team sacks, two and a half. Over. I think we get to Kirk. Turnovers, one point five, or one and a half. Under. I think Diggs a streak ends as well. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask because yeah. that's ridiculous, dude. That's such a crazy streak. Yeah, down to end sometime. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, under. I think it it's under on the on the turnovers. We may get a fumble or something, and I think uh, I think Cousins is like tied for the league mm. with like least 
turnovers for a quarter yeah, but, or two. You know, he's having there, a good year. There is that there is that stigma that follows him that he he just folds in big prime games. Time, he can't play in games, prime yeah. time. So he's it's not noon. So um, we do have that going for us. Do you know where this game is? It's in Minnesota. I thought last year we played them in Minnesota. Mm-mm. No, because they were getting on the plane. So it's in Minnesota. I saw a tweet with him uh, getting okay. on the plane. Um, I guess we played them here last year because that was that was Dalton that led that won that game for us, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know what? I want to say it was there too because I so remember. Did I. I'm I remember, pretty sure it was. I remember that that, that CD, CD Lamb yeah, and then Thielen came catch. back. Yeah. Um, well, fuck it. Maybe they'll crazy. do it two and two over there. I don't think there's any rule that they have to alternate, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, just, that's just what I assumed. is like, well, if we yeah. played there, then they yeah. play here, whatever. But, yeah, there's no rule. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, you know, we're I'm, I know I'm going to be glued to Twitter all day and, and you can keep, keep me track. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll kind of let you know as things start to come out. But I just think Dak is so important to the team where, you know, he proved his worth last year uh, with him being gone. He's proved it this year. Um, I think – the injury last year had a lot to do with his calf injury. Um, yeah. Anytime you have a catastrophic injury like that. Is it the same leg, though? Different leg. But oh. still, you're compensating. You, you know, other parts start to compensate for the parts that, that were hurt or injured. And, you know, you kind of see it all the time. Um, I don't want this to turn into – I think Aaron Rodgers in either 12 or 16, he had a nagging calf that that just kept, you know, he played through it. Um, And if this was a playoff game or a Super Bowl, obviously Dak would play. Um, That's why I think it's a good time to sit because we have the divisional lead. It's midseason, and you do not want this to come back and bite you in the ass. I still, yeah. If I was making a decision, I would say, dude, just sit. We could still win this game. It's not like we're going up against, like, Buffalo or, you know, one of these teams that's, like, could be, you know, Final Four. Yeah, and even with a loss, you know, even though one team only gets home field and a bye, uh, or I should say a bye. Just a bye, yeah. Um, I still think even with a loss, we're there because Green Bay and Arizona played on Thursday, and we, me, you, and Alex were talking in the group chat. I don't see them being miles ahead of us, Mm-mm. you know. I think, I think we're right better there. than us is still Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think that's who you're trying to catch. I think we're better than Arizona and Green Bay. And however the playoff alignment works, I think if you could avoid Green Bay until like ideally the NFC Championship, because I do think Green or Tampa Bay is the, you know the best team right now. Probably them in like Buffalo. I think Tennessee's really fucking good, dude. Tennessee just keeps impressing me. I think us, Tampa, Green Bay, and Arizona. I think if we all we played each team ten times, I think it's five five. You know, I think they're that close. I'm still not a big believer in Arizona. The same argument could be made for against us, too, against Dak and this defense. The two dudes I don't want to see is freaking Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the playoffs. I can 100% agree with that. I do not want to see those dudes. Yeah, so fuck, maybe fuck them the maybe we dude. can get them to, to play each other before we have to play them. I don't know. How, I, I, that's too much math for this late in the night. Say but the, the Aaron Rodgers memes have been great this oh, week. Once God. he got knocked on his ass for the Minnesota strap up, I've seen so many great dude, ones. They're this so week. good ones. There's so many good ones. So uh, keep that coming. I love seeing. There was like one. It was like when you're stoned and you forget you put a pizza in the oven four hours ago. <laughs> and it's like his face, like his chin strap across it's his just nose. Absolute like shock and horror on his face. Oh man. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, what the what they use that template and make it like a mild and lazy guy's yeah, podcast, yeah. like. 
for sure. When you said you were going to release an episode four <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> a month later. <laughs> one month later. You, one picture could be like, nice, shiny Aaron Rodgers saying, saying we we're, we're going to release a month, you know, <laughs> next week. And then the other one with him on the ground a month later. <laughs> one month later, still haven't watched the movie yet. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I – um, I think I said them. Uh, I, I think you, you yeah. need to think long term here. Yep. Um, I agree. So, yeah. Um, so it'll be, it, it'll still be interesting. I'm still going to watch. Um, even though I don't want, I'm not looking forward to watching Cooper Rush play for three hours. But I'm looking I, forward to Tony Pollard getting about 250 total yards and six touchdowns. Oh, yeah. That's something we have to mention. Me and Andrew are playing this each other this week in fantasy. Yep. So you. And one of us has got to lose, and his name is Matt. I've already lost five times. I mean, oh well, if I lose another one, I think I've lost four times. We're like we're bottom feeders at this point, man. But Tony Pollard can suck it. Um, but yeah, it, it should be fun. I think we're going to be really close. Uh, I made a big trade this week. Uh, may come back to bite me in the ass. I traded. Yeah, it. I felt bad because everyone immediately was like, "Wow, look at this other." You know, look at Brandon's team. Yeah, and it's like sorry, but like hey, I thought you did pretty good. But everybody's like, "Man, this team is so stacked now. Like, why would Matt do that?" I traded DK <laughs> Metcalf for DeAndre Swift. I think Swift's a great player. And, he is a great and player. Sw- and DK is only really going to take off. I think Brandon was planning ahead because that's a move you want to make in you know three or four weeks when sure. Russ is and, back. And I I need to I need to win now. I need some help. So so that's why it helps you out. He's thinking ahead, and you're thinking right now. Yeah, because so that's DK, why it benefits both of you. DK is without Russ, and it's going to be for the next at least two weeks. Um, and then who knows how he plays when he comes back. But Even DK, is, I mean, what's his name? Swift is just the king of just, like, dump-off passes where he can take a screen and go 80 yards. You yeah. know? He's like Kamara, and you have Kamara on your team. Yeah, so my running backs is Alvin Kamara. That's a great two-headed DeAndre piece. Swift. And then I still have Tyler Lockett. Um, Julio Jones needs to figure his shit out over in Tennessee. And he's been a, oh, a tough fantasy player to own for, like, his whole career. Yeah. I think he's had double-digit touchdowns, like, once. I get it. PPR league, he can he can get you you know eighty catches, twelve hundred yards, but I'm glad you got him on your team and not me. <laughs> oh man, but it should be fun. So uh, I know we'll be talking shit to each other tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on in Cowboy Land. Um, one other thing um, I wanted to mention is uh, Deshaun Watson, Mister Handjob himself. Um, <laughs> That's what he says when he rolls over. Uh, Mr. Anjab, um, I saw a kind of a shocking tweet, uh, a trade rumor. Is um, that real? Because that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of looking it up, but um, the tweet said, Panthers are willing to part with three high picks and Christian McCaffrey in a package for Deshaun Watson. I, w- I would insanity. I would rather give up more picks and keep Christian McCaffrey because even though, imagine that combo. Even though Christian McCaffrey is injury prone, he does get hurt a lot. I just don't think I'm moving on from that guy. He's still like, you know, just if you play fantasy, you know he's going to be like a top two, three pick. He was number one this year. He was number one, yeah. And going forward, presumable future, he's going to still be a top, you know, five pick, even five years from now or whatever, if he can healthy. That's what I'm saying, though. He's he's so super productive. He can get you a thousand rushing yards easy, a thousand receiving yards easy. Not many guys can ever do that. Yeah. So you, can re- you know, in Stanford, he returned kicks. I know he won't do that now because of injury, and you got to protect him. But 
He's just so fucking good. Why would you give up your best player and multiple picks? I can I say know. you can have McCaffrey and some shitty picks, or you can have really good picks and no McCaffrey, but to give up both. And there's still no telling. Yeah, and um, then the guy you get could, could be suspended. Because Goodell has suspended people for less. Oh, way less. Just as Zeke. Looking at you, Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of the NFL stuff going on. Um, Cowboys, Vikings tomorrow, 730, Sunday night football, Halloween. Like I said, it's going to be a cool scene, cool night. Got the kids. Get your kids. Get them trick-or-treating. Start about 5. Get them off the street about 630. That's exactly what we're doing. Get get Give you time to get in the house, get whatever snacks ready, get them a couple pieces of candy, off to bed, boom. You're in the recliner by 7.30 listening to who does it now? Chris Collinsworth? Yeah. No, who does the opening? The song. Oh, it's not Carrie Underwood Underwood or something. Yeah, Yeah. never gets me fucking hyped up to watch football, dude. It's the least I get is hyped up. Can I get some Hank Williams back, please? That'd be great. Well, Junior. Or the third. Third. You know, the third's in like metal band stuff. Hey, metal version of Are You Ready for Some Football? That would be great. They should they should make it like a, a Hank Williams just tradition. Just keep going down the line. Just down the even if the fourth down the sucks, bloodline. Just give them the give them the job. All right, so let's wrap it up with what are we watching and what are we listening to, and we will get out of here. What you got, Andrew? Listening to um, you just want me to give them all, get them out of the way. Let's go. I had one. This is on Spotify. It's called the Springfield Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard that? Yep, very good. Yeah, story uh, takes place on June seventh, nineteen ninety two. Three women, they just straight up disappeared, like from their house. Like mm-hmm. two of them just graduated high school. One was their mother. Uh, they said when they, you know, people f- went to the house later to look for them, like all their purses were lined up, all their stuff was like neatly there. It's like they just disappeared in thin air, and you know, it, this has been almost thirty years, and no one's ever heard from them ever again. <laughs> Presumably dead, but I mean, there's been speculation that like aliens came and took them. That's how like pristine this this thing was like that, there was no that's sign just of lack of lack of evidence, evidence. there's there's no they're like look we don't know what happened so we can't rule out like aliens and shit like that <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's just wild you know you have nothing to go on when you're when you're willing to bring up aliens that's just like last ditch effort uh this one also on netflix or i'm sorry spotify it's called firebug oh um, dude it's so good yeah that arsonist in la um don't want to give too much away but you know, expect the unexpected on that one. So it's arsonist that actually kills people with his fires, and then he starts writing a book about it that he kind of parallels with, like, the real crime he's committed. And then, you know, once you find out who the main suspect is, pretty wild. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Creepy, which is my spooky stories for mm-hmm. Halloween. They have 31 Days of Horror, all original content. That's really good. Audible. I just finished up today, eleven twenty two sixty three, the Stephen King book uh, about time travel. It was a th- about a 30-hour listen, so it took me Commitment. a few weeks. Yeah, just because, you know, I can only listen to, like, so many hours per day of the same thing going mm-hmm. on, so then I had to take a break, and that's when I listen to a podcast or ask you about something. Oh, and I did read that, or listen to the first two seasons of Over My Dead Body. Yeah. The third one's still going, which you were going to yeah. talk about, so yeah. I'm going to wait so I can binge that. Uh, got through all that, and then I'll let you do yours before I tell you what I'm watching. Okay, um, so I'm still listening to Up and Vanished. Uh, season three. Um, first two seasons were great. Uh, season three is about a missing uh, indigenous woman up in Montana. Um, and the cool thing about this podcast is he sometimes will have everything laid out and done all the investigation, you know, ahead of time. But sometimes, like in this case, he'll take a two week break because he's 
we're listening as he's investigating. And so um, he'll have to take a week to let things develop and record and everything and then release an episode. Um, and then uh, Over My Dead Body, Fox Lake, um, that's the third season. Um, that one is about a um, it's about a sheriff uh, who ended up dead, and then come to find out he's not exactly the man who everybody thought he was. So, um, yep. And then yeah, I'm waiting just for that one to build up more episodes yeah. before I go through it. And then, um, of course, uh, this time of year I'm listening about them Cowboys. Um, with uh, Kevin K.T. Turner, um, formerly of The Fan. Um, uh, let's see what else. Um, trying to see if there's anything right here on the end of my previously listen that I need to go over. Uh, no, nothing really. Just those two. Um, and then what I've been watching. What have I been watching? You know, I've kind of slowed down on the TV. No Big Brother? No. I've, You've watched every episode ever. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen four, five, six, seven, basically four through nine. The really old ones. So yeah, you got caught up ones. on the last 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Um, that's an impressive lack of commitment to your family and work just to watch Big Brother. That's one reason why the watching side of things, because I planned on either picking I back up like uh, Married at First Sight because, uh, they had a new season. Um, but work's been really busy. Um, I got moved into, I got moved into, uh, one of our senior, senior guys' office cause they're training me on some more advanced nice. stuff. So I got moved away from my little isolated desk where I so can watch. To, you don't have to listen to Eric farting all day. No, I could watch <laughs> and listen and do whatever I wanted. So now I'm, I'm sharing an office with somebody and I'm getting hands on training. So, uh, I really don't get to watch anything, even though I don't think you'd care. But yeah, but how cool is that though that you spent the first however long just binge watching Big, Big Brother? Brother? And they're like, yeah. hey, come, come get this more important, better job. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I've been working so, so far. Yeah, so Keep um, it up, man. so yeah, I haven't really been watching anything. We did watch Hocus Pocus. That's a um, classic. Yeah, you know Halloween and Landry's never seen it, so we watch Hocus Pocus. I think Ellie would really like. And it. we watch Halloween Town. Halloween. Have you never seen Halloween Town? Is it a kid movie? Kiddish movie, yeah. I still don't think I have. No. You need to watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, Ellie, Ellie, Ellie would like it. I think so. Yeah, okay. yeah, Halloween Town. So, but yeah, that's it. What have you been watching? Uh, I watched the new Black Widow on Disney. I really like that. It was like an origin story. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is very pretty. Uh, on HBO, we watched The Way Down, which was the first three episodes are out, and the next two are gonna said they come out like in the next year, so it's still ongoing. But it's about this lady named Gwen Shamblin Laurie. She was the founder of the diet program Weight Way Down, like you know how you weigh yourself uh-huh. way down. Yeah, yeah. Way Down Workshop and the Remnant Fellowship. Uh, it's a Christian cult led by her. And how That's they, all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Just controlling, you know, cult leader that manipulated people using weight and God. Um, we started Squid Games, but we're not through it yet. We're through episode six. And that one was a very tough episode. Have you watched any of them? Mm-mm. So anyone that knows what I'm talking about, that was the uh, Marvels episode. That one was tough, man. But it, it is very good. Like, I could see why people love it. Like I say it's going to be the most streamed show on, <clears throat> on Netflix. Ever. Like, sometimes the dialogue is, you know, not the best. But then it's just, like, the writing is so good and the production and the set design is so good. Like, everything else about it, and it's a really good show. Like, you would obviously like it. Um 
we've been watching a lot of ghost adventures mainly because it's spooked over, but also because my pregnant wife loves that show. Yeah. And I can't argue with her. So if she wants to watch something scary, we just watch she's ghost adventures. Boss. Yeah, she's the boss. I'm like, you know, that's fine. We'll watch one of these. Um, Elizabeth and I started watching Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. That cartoon, that's a really fucking funny show. Yeah. Like, she just likes it because it's ridiculous, and there's, like, you know, colorful rainbows and unicorns and all this random stuff, and I like it because the humor is actually, like, you know, really relevant and funny. Hey, have you ever heard of the show called Big Mouth? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think they have a new episode or a new season coming out. Shout out, Jacob. Um, I've been playing uh, a lot of Mario Kart, and I'm getting pretty fucking good at that. Yeah. So, Ellie and I have been watching Mar- uh, Adventure Time and playing Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just watched Paranorman for our Halloween special. Oh, that's good. For, and that was a really good movie. I did go to the movies. I saw, I took Landry to see Venom 2, or Venom Let There Be Carnage. Dang, he, was, he, was, he wasn't scared? No, dude, he's all about it. Edge of the seat and everything. He's, uh, he's bloodlusting over it. Nah, he, he's into, you know, kind of the Marvel stuff. And I don't get it. Is that not part of the Marvel universe? I think it's weird. I think Sony owns that, but then, like, Disney owns Marvel. But I think there was a separate deal where... Spider-Man is part of Sony, and they don't own that. I could be totally wrong, but I really feel like there was something about that when the deal went through, because Disney bought up a lot, you know? Yeah. They bought up Star Wars, Pixar, I wanted to watch Marvel. the first Venom, because I hadn't seen it, and I wanted to show it's it to him. Disney. It's not on Disney. Yeah. So I was like, I thought it was a Marvel movie, or maybe it's like a parallel thing. I don't know. I think Sony's the distributor. <clears throat> but, um... But yeah, it was really good. Woody Harrelson plays the bad guy. I love that guy. He was, dude, he was spot on. Woody's the man. Um, Tom that'd be, Hardy that'd be, was good. That's who we should get on next time instead of Alex. We should get Woody Harrelson. Yeah, let's just make a phone call. Dude, that'd be way cooler. Sorry, yeah. Alex. We're going to try Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Sorry, you're out, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, it was good. Michelle Williams was in it. She's still got her fastball. She purdy. Yeah, she's very Isn't that Heath Ledger's? Mm-hmm. Widow. Widow? Yeah, yeah she purdy. Very good looking. Uh, but, yeah, it was really good, and he, he was all about it. I thought for sure he'd get scared, and, you know, but nope, all about it. He wanted more carnage? More carnage. It was all about the carnage, but no, it was good. Always good to get out the movies and get your popcorn. Dude, I'm excited to see The Shining this week. Yeah. I'm going to sneak in some of that banana pudding Claire made. I'm just going to be getting so high <laughs> and eating banana pudding while watching The Shining on my birthday, and oh, don't get much better than that. I have been watching a series on YouTube. It's called This Is Monsters. Or maybe it's just monsters. Um, he has a podcast version, but he also has a YouTube version as well. And I like the YouTube version as well, uh, or better, because he has pictures and kind of uh, as the story's going along, it, it shows you know pictures of who's who, pictures of the crime scene. Um, there's a lot of court audio, so I don't know. I kind of digest it better when I can see the person talking in right. those you know when when there's court uh, audio or something. Um, and each season, uh, it's uh, themed. So, like, each season is something different. Like, first one um, was maybe, like, Jealous Lovers. Uh, the second one was, like, f- uh, famili- Familicide, which that's where um, one member of a family kills the rest of the family. Yeah, I didn't um, know there was a term for that. Yeah, Damn. Familicide. And then there's, like... Um, one specifically where a child kills uh, kills parents. So that that was like all of season three. And then season four is like another kind of themed um, themed uh, cases. So uh, I've been watching those at night. Um, like I'll have my video games up on one monitor and then YouTube on the other. And I'll turn down the, the volume on the video game and just 
have that going, you know, as kind of my audio. But uh, yeah, I've been watching that. So uh, I lied. I did what I have been watching that, burning through that little series. So it's pretty good. Well, I'm going to try to watch probably a horror movie tonight because it's almost midnight and I have to make a sacrifice. So well, that's my cue. So, well, well <laughs> I got the doors locked. So we'll see how quick you are. Well, uh, I will not be seeing you guys next week because uh, I'm going to die. Uh, but, uh, Again, guys, we thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, thank you for everybody that's been reaching out to us, wondering where the episodes are. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, happy, Have a happy Halloween. Um, happy birthday to Andrew next week. Uh, happy birthday, big dog. Um, but we're going to get out of here. So for Matt. And Eli. Rest in peace, Eli. R.I.P., brother. We're out.